Welcome to episode 89, Hella Bass Bass Fishing Podcast. This week, super fun episode, Maddie Wong, California angler, Bass Nation national champion, going to the elites. This is a long episode, but once you start listening, Maddie's a super fun dude to listen to, easy listen, the time's going to fly by, you're going to love this one. Enjoy the episode. This week, the Hell of Ass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, we're live. Another Wednesday night, another HELLABASS live. Should be a good one tonight. I'm excited uh, to have Maddie Wong on tonight. What's up, Maddie? How's it going, man? Thanks again for having me. I'm excited to be here. Excited to uh, talk with a bunch of your subscribers and, uh, you know, just talk fishing. Still. Yeah, that's awesome. We, we are a few minutes late because Hollywood had to do his makeup and get ready. Like, had to, Sorry, like, guys. You know, and, like, he's big time. Uh, <laughs> I see Tim and Daniel. What's up, guys? How's the sound and video? Make sure it's good before we get too far into this. Ed Cowan, speaking of Bass Nation legends, I think Ed's from like New Jersey and I think he's fished the national championship like seven times and made it classic like twice. You're wow. here, Ed, right on time, nine Eastern, eight Central. You are here. Jeez, you're a stick. Holy smokes. Tim says we're good. Sean says we're good. Sean's like the resident like expert streamer. Like if you go on any stream, like Smallmouth Crush, Bass yeah. Talk, like he's, he's there. So. Awesome. Uh, what's up, Double Digit Fishing? Yeah, Dominic. That's what... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't recognize that one. That sounds a little West Coast-ish. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Not a lot of uh, Double Digit Bass in Minnesota. Actually, there's never been one caught. Really? <laughs> yeah, our state record is like 8 pounds, 12 ounces. <clears throat> Oof. All right. Punch likes your hat. He's a big bag of bass bobo. Oh, right on punch. Bayou Mega Burner? I think Bayou Burner is from like the Monroe area. He's commented a few of my videos. I think he's like a watch oh, really? local. Oh, dang, dude. I would love to go in, back in some in, in the in the buy. <laughs> Cheetah in the house. What's up, Cheetah? Yeah, Cheetah. My guy. My twin. My guy. <laughs> Everyone kept mistaking us. <laughs> you're you're quite a bit taller than Cheetah. I mean, let's. Uh, I'm like, ah. Cheetah put on some high heels. We made it work. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, the chat is fire tonight. What's up, Peter? Yeah, twin. Cool. <laughs> west coast what up maddie man the chat this is i need a moderator like stat <laughs> do you think you would moderate my streams between tournaments this year for a little cash on the side maybe or yeah sure just as long as you give me like you know at least three back rubs and like maybe like a bandit crank or as long as they're small. virtual back rubs we can make that work small mouth hoodie 
That's, that's my Arsenal hoodie. That's, small that's cool. It says Chasing Wolf Packs on the back. Oh. All right. Let's yeah. see. Here. So, yeah, lots of people. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Got it. Got some people in the Jared, home. why don't you save that question? We'll come back to it a little later. We'll get into this. We will dive in. Dive in. We'll talk about regionals in general. Man, lots of cool. Lots of members. That's awesome. Uh, cool. We'll just uh, First of all, before we get too far into it, uh, thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream uh, and everything we do here in the channel. Without them, it's not as good of a production. Uh, so thanks to those guys. Shout out to them. They are about to kick off a whole bunch of Black Friday sales. So you can use any of those links down below or just hit arsenalfishing.com. My code won't really won't be any good right now because their sales will probably be better. So, um, so there's that. That's awesome. And today is going to be all about the national championship. My plan, I didn't really tell Maddie this, is to basically oh. talk about how we got there, any kind of pre-practice or pre-planning, the actual practice. And because like there was a ton of questions last week when I had Pete on when we were talking about rods and I was like, next week we're going to deep dive. So we're going to deep dive. We're getting the nitty gritty uh, and basically learn how Maddie took me to the cleaners two weeks ago. So, <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. What's up? Shout, Jay? Out. Shout out to lateral vision. Lateral vision. Is that like your own clothing line or a buddy or what? I see you repping the lateral vision. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's one of my sponsors. Um, you know, they're, I've uh, been working with them. They've been really supportive of me. Uh, uh, thanks Jay. Um, been super supportive of me for the past, uh, you know, years, year and a half or something. Um, as I've been doing like some local tournaments, they've been helping me out and, uh, and, uh, I've been, you know, giving back also with them and, and making sure like, you know, driving some traffic through my YouTube and whatnot. And, uh, it's just cool to be able to bring up like a local, uh, California company and, um, be able to like, as I step up into this new venture to be able to bring them with me, they've been, you know, super supportive and they're a bunch of good dudes and they make a bunch of really awesome, um, like comfortable, like simple things like t-shirts and, and I was wearing their sweats on stage uh, mm -hmm. and then they make some jackets and some hoodies. Their hoodies are actually really sick. Um, and, uh, yeah, they actually did like a, a capture fish collab. So, um, you know, on the, it's called lateralvisionbrand.com and you'll see a capture fish collab and actually a percentage of that goes to me, which is really cool. So yeah. uh, you're big time. You got your merch line. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's the next. Kids say, right. Merch. That's my merch. Merch. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the merch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like um, them and, you know, and Mega Bass is also, you know, a huge, huge supporter. Thus the, the Mega Hat, Mega Bass drip. Um, you can tell I got, I got a couple of Sparky Shads and, and a couple nice. of those, uh, those things around there. But yeah, um, yeah, dude. Goal number Sorry. one, get a selfie with Zaldane with matching hats. <laughs> dude, it's crazy, man. Uh, just like in the past couple of days, the, the, the people that I've been able to talk to, it's just been, like I like I uh Mike Iconelli called me and I talked to to uh I have wait I have an extra white screen with my <laughs> Oh my Chinese brother <laughs> um 
yeah no they have some like really good really good stuff man they like it's they're legit no but uh as i was saying like mike iconelli uh called me and i talked to him for like 45 huh. minutes and i was like oh my god dude like you kidding like and then um yeah it was wild um and then talked to carl jockelson and talked to brandon polinick and john cruz gave me a shout and um yeah, it's just neat to just talk to everyone and everyone's been really like supportive of like, Hey man, you had any questions? I know it's overwhelming your first year. Like dude, reach out. Da, 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 da. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like just nuts. Pretty yeah, wild. That's awesome. Yeah. Jay was my boatmate at Pickwick. He was right next to me. Jay oh, Beppa, who was, yeah. Which is kind of cool. Cause like you meet a ton of people, mm-hmm. especially those that are within like three or four boats of you in the boatyard. And you spent a lot yeah. of time talking, hang out because like we didn't, we'll talk about that later, but we really didn't meet until what the day two night meeting really like. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah. Oh, look, it's your, your personal driver. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nate Towles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> cool. All right. Let's, uh, where do we even start? So, <laughs> You get there by being in a club. So, like, what's what's the story? But like, what's your local club? How'd you get into a club back sure. in California? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so in uh, 2018 was uh, the first year I did the Googles um, and researched what you know. How do I start tournament bass fishing? Um, I've always wanted to like re- re- like rewind a bit. Uh, I've I've always. I've bass fished ever since I was a little kid, you know, growing mm-hmm. up in Hawaii. Uh, for those of you guys that, that don't know my story, um, born and raised on Oahu, Hawaii, you know, grew up, grew up fishing this little lake called Lake Wilson. So targeting peacock bass and smallmouth bass in the rivers. I almost held the state record smallie when I was, I think I was 13, which was like a four and a quarter. I missed it by like two mm-hmm. ounces. I was so mm-hmm. bummed. Um, but I've always, it was a dream of mine to always compete. But at the same time, I, I've, I'd hear this term um, and I just didn't want to be one of them. And it's a, like being a donator. And I hmm. didn't I didn't want to, you know, start donating when I first started tournament fishing. I wanted to be able to kind of hit the ground running and um, have a lot of these techniques solid in my arsenal and, and understand, like, what does it really take to, to start competing? So after I felt, you know, after putting a couple of years on the Delta, after putting in, a, you know, some time on uh, like Hestaic and a couple of the local lakes here, I literally did a simple Google search for, you know, bass club, you know, local bass club, fishing tournaments, whatever. And I found the Ventura County Bass Club. And um, they're a Bass Nation affiliated club, which was important because, uh, I, after researching, I wanted to fish the Bass Nation events in California for the qualifiers and whatnot. And they're like, yep, well, you got to start with, you have to join a, a, a club that's affiliated. So that's what paid my dues with Ventura County Bass Club. I uh, f- fished a tournament with them, my first club event. I actually ended up winning it. And I was on Castaic and that was like, kind of came to a shock to me because some hmm. of the guys, they've been fishing it for a while, you know? Um and so that was really cool. It was definitely like a confidence boost. And uh, yeah, and then I, I fished all of 2019 as a co um, because one of the guys in the club's like, hey, dude, you should fish it as a co first just to get used to like the format, get used to the travel, get used to like going to a couple different, a uh, couple new lakes. And, um, and so I did. Um, and I got my butt handed to me. Like I absolutely got 
I, I think I finished up like third from last in, in 2019 because uh, I was trying to power fish from behind the boat and uh, I was stubborn. I wasn't, I didn't want to, I knew how to fish a Senko, but I wasn't like, I wasn't trying to, uh, I, I wasn't being smart about it. Um, I, in, in my head, I was like, you know, I can, I can fish and make all these decisions, but not like Nathan Taos, who's tuning in, who's like the master of like, uh, being a co-angler. I, it, actually Nathan ended up winning, um, that year, uh, blew everyone out of the water and won a uh, champion for, uh, the Co's at Bass Nation 2019. So you guys are in the club? Um, no. So he's part okay. of, I think, uh, Bakersfield Bass Club. Okay. Um, and Nate, you can chime in and, and correct me. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, <laughs> um, I, uh, basically decided after I had a really tough event on the Delta where my boater ended up like right after takeoff, uh, gets up on pad and his, and his, his boat alarm just turns on and it's this older gentleman, really nice guy, but he's like full, just like pedal to the metal flying. And then the, his alarms is going off. I'm like, Hey, did you hear that? Did, did you, do you hear that? <laughs> And he's like, yeah, I wasn't doing that yesterday. And uh, and we ran eight miles with his alarm on. And <laughs> what ends up happening is his boat goes into guardian mode and we're only able to idle. Um, I try to troubleshoot with his son, who's a mercury mechanic, on the phone while the tide's changing. We were fishing the Delta. And so I'm like, I'm missing the bite opportunity. I'm like, whatever. I'm just trying to like get going. We don't figure it out. We end up having to idle back. I take an I take a two and a half hour nap as he's idling back to the ramp, and that's when I told myself, "I'm like, I'm done. I got to fish it as a boater next year." So, I uh, I made the decision in uh, in in 2020 to fish it as a boater, and uh, my first event was event that I I ended up like I bombed the previous year as a co, and I knew that swim baits won it, and uh, so I I, I spent a good amount of the rest of 2019 learning swim baits and whatnot and uh went back and led it day one and got second um fell short by i think half a pound and uh ended up getting second my my very first uh regional qualifier or i should say uh, state qualifier uh for the bass nation and then um then COVID hit and uh then our our uh our whole our season got cut short. Uh, normally, I think it's five, five qualifiers for the state team got cut down to three. So they're going to take your best two out of three. And um, the next event was at Nasiameno, which uh, Nathan's also a super stick at. They just won the TOC there. Um, uh, but uh, so I ended up, I ended up taking fourth at um, at Nasi, and um, then they're like, "Yeah, dude, that's enough for the team. Like you made the team." Uh, because it was like the short season. Um, and I had a chance to go and fish for the AOI up at Clear Lake, but um, because my basically my whole world living in Los Angeles at the time had shut down due to COVID, uh, I was like, I, I can't really afford to drive eight hours and like, you know, even mm -hmm. camp. It just, it just did, it wasn't in the books. So I was like, hey, I made it to regionals. I'm stoked. That's all that matters. Um, and uh, yeah, and so regionals were, um, 
scheduled for February uh, of 2021. And uh, yeah, actually went out, practiced again with Nathan and all this stuff you can find on my YouTube channel. Um, I started kind of vlogging back um, then uh, where it starts at Nasi Meadow. I didn't get the second place finish at Pine Flat, but the next one with, at Nasi, I was actually with Nathan again. This is actually like a Nathan, like he should be up on here, but he stuck, <laughs> he stuck himself barbed deep his first time. And this guy like chases tunas and all kinds of other stuff. He's never stuck himself barbed deep before. And this fool, <laughs> we're like in the middle of just like stroking spotted bass and he gets stuck barb deep and he's like, do I push it through? And I'm like, don't push it through. I got it, dude. I've like removed three hooks this year, bro. You're good. And we did the parade trick, pull, pull it out. And uh, we ended up finishing up um, and, uh, and had a decent day. At least I did. Nathan dumped a really good large mouth that he still talks about to this day. But um, yeah, so that was, you know, it was uh it's cool to follow along uh, on on capture fish um if you guys haven't subscribed to the channel please ahead, go ahead and subscribe and turn on the notification <clears throat> and all that good stuff actually so, better yet just go check out some videos yeah like you don't want people to subscribe if they're not going to watch so yeah yeah watch yeah watch actually watch all of them just start from the beginning just all of them just yeah just the, but yeah like <laughs> if you go down in the description there should be an app capture fish. Uh, you can click on that. It'll take him to him. He's got some, some good stuff, especially for you West coast guys or anybody that's interested in uh, largely California fishing. Uh, that's what it is. Most of it. Yeah. Um, mixed in with a little bit of everything. I got uh, some James river from like fishing, Missouri. I got table rock on there. Um, I have a little bit of a, uh, New Orleans um, fishing down there in Louisiana. Um, I have a little bit of uh, Ohio fishing, um, a little bit of everything, man. And also, I get some. There's uh, there's an episode or two of uh, me fishing back home on Oahu and catching peacock bass. And then I got uh, yeah, so a little bit of mix of everything. That's why it's called capture fish, not capture bass. But I think it's kind of turned into capture bass because it's that's been my main focus. Um, it's been my main focus, but yeah. Um, Havasu was crazy because, uh, it was my, I think my fourth trip to Havasu ever. And if you haven't fished Havasu, it's a clear water fishery, um, that gets fed in by the Colorado river. And there's, uh, there's two rivers, uh, the, the top and at the bottom. And then there's a big basin, which they call the basin and then it goes into another series of like just like a more narrowed lake really really clear water and whatnot nice man good good call um and uh you know i it was it, it set up a lot like the california delta uh it also set up a lot like uh castaic and some of the other lakes um, but then you have these cages everywhere, which is like these massive, mm-hmm. like habitats and whatnot, which is really cool. And I, I really think it's helped the fishery tremendously. Um, so shout out to Arizona and their fishery department, because you guys have done a great job. Um, so yeah, I ended up, I found a couple solid fish in practice. They were starting to pre-spawn. These smallmouth were starting to pre-spawn. They're starting to stage up in areas. They weren't really far backing some cuts, but I, I found a couple good fish in practice. Um, and uh found a really cool bite and day one i ended up i think i stuck like 18 and a half pounds when the average bag size was eight and uh taylor was just behind me um with i think 16 pounds day one and uh 
And then there was a, we had a, a canceled day two because of wind. Uh, it blew 45 mile per hour. There was like three to four foot rollers. It was, it was a mess. Um, and uh, it actually pushed a lot of my fish around, unfortunately. Um, and uh, I wasn't able to, I ended up catching three fish the last day, but um, with a, uh, I think it was nine and a half pounds for three. Um, and, but that was, it just bumped me down two spots. I ended up finishing third overall, which was my best finish to date um, then. And uh, I was crazy pumped, you know, Bassmaster wrote a story on me about, excuse me, about my start of bass fishing and how I acquired my old 1990 bass boat. Um, so that's, uh, that was really neat. That was, you know, being at the front, like the cover of Bassmaster, being at the cover of Bassmaster, uh, you know, dot com. I was, it was crazy because I was, you know, just, you know, being a kid, I've, I've always been interested and always enamored by, you know, just the whole fishing world uh, and especially the bass world, because it's something that I've always been into. You know, I was like the kid in, in the 90s that was that was watching Bill Dance and Roland Martin on VHS. You know, I, I've, I've always been obsessed with it. And so the fact that actually I got like a front page, you know, spread with like me wearing a buff and like holding two big smallies, like it, it looked ridiculous, but it was like long leads takes day one, something like, and it, I was, it was crazy. So yeah, that was actually the last day, um, uh, on Havasu to the regionals. And, um, yeah, man, that was, that was something. And I, and that was my first time ever, like also like leaning, well, it was my second time ever leading event going into the last day, but that was my first big event leading it and going into the last day and feeling that pressure and, and whatnot. I'm like, Oh, it's a different beast when you're, when you're leading it. Um, but, uh, yeah, like it's, it's, it's crazy, man. It's the full field fish days, both days. Yeah. Full field. Yeah. They didn't cut anyone down. Um, and so what ended up happening was Taylor actually snuck up and he fished consistent as he does. And he ended up winning. So he won. Um, and then, uh, I think an Arizona local got second and then, uh, yeah, I came in third. It's probably Steve Lund. Uh, man, maybe I'm not sure. He's the guy that was supposed to be there, but then he got COVID the week before the nationals. Oh gosh. Yeah. That was him. Oh man. Yeah. That was a bummer. Who actually fished with me in 2014, and I met him in 2014. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's so wild, man. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, uh, and just uh, the Arizona local. Yeah. So let me see. So you fished one year as a co. The next year you fished as a boater, made it to regionals, almost won the regional. Made nationals. Okay. So it's pretty, bass fishing is pretty easy for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I like to play. Um, uh, it's it's something that it it makes sense to me. Uh, I've all I've always been a nerd when it comes to like like whether that's the ocean, whether it's a river or a lake. I've always been extremely intrigued by like fish behavior and. Um, why fish do certain things and I, and also just just being out in nature mm-hmm. I, i'm i'm like the first guy to be like 
oh, did you hear that? That was a red tail hawk. You know, like I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be like that one weirdo in the middle of a of a cove, like not even fishing, but just staring up because there's like a, a family of woodpeckers. You know, <laughs> just I'm 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 in love with the outdoors. I'm in love with nature, and so for me, I'm hyper focused when I'm in those 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 uh, it, just out on the lake or on a body of water because I'm I'm I feel like everything has to play you know, that everything plays with, with each other in, in a sense where there's, you can get little tips and little clues that maybe some things don't even feel like they're related in a way. Um, you know, like the, the fact that if there's like, you know, a, like a colony of ants, but near that colony of ants, that there's like a little bit of a slide because of, you know, runoff or whatnot, then there's probably going to be bluegill. Oh, look, sure enough, there's bluegill. Oh, look at that. And there's a bass. You know, it's like like those all those little things that like, kind of like connect and also like fishing the delta like helps a lot with that because you'll be, you know, you'll you'll understand when when do the blackbirds spawn? Oh and who cares about blackbirds and when when they're on nests and when they're spawning is like, well, blackbirds get smoked by bass and it's a forage for them, you know. Same thing with like little baby ducks. It's like when in the springtime or you know, whenever the the waterfowl or certain things like that these are all just like parts of the forage so no bass fishing isn't easy it's just intriguing and it's such a fun 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 game um and i'm super super uh super grateful and really humbled to have moved this quickly uh throughout my short career so uh yeah it's a trip man i was definitely intimidated going to the nationals um especially making that uh that 25 hour drive solo thanks nathan um and uh, he, if he was able to do it, I know his work. He's, he's probably like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know he, he had to work. So, and I made I made fun. I, I had like a good time of my trip, my trek, which I'm about to I'm about to drop on Monday. Um, the the first part of this series, which is me leaving California and making my way to uh, uh, Oklahoma, and then uh, I end up fishing this little place called Telawanda, and then I end up fishing Cotto Lake. Uh, where my buddy Dominic fished a tournament there recently. Um, and I had a great time at Cotto Lake. And then I head into Louisiana and start the whole practice, nice. which was crazy because we were also practicing. And, you know, I don't know how big your gas tank was on, on your tinny, but I have like one working gas tank on my old Ranger. Uh, so I have 14 gallons to play with. And so and I, when <laughs> I watched... Uh, so my port side, if you look at my starboard side um, gas tank, which is right under my elbow, that's basically busted. Uh, and I have one port side tank um, that I run on that old Yamaha Pro-V, uh, which has an aluminum welded starter to it, which I almost not didn't. I almost didn't uh, fish Nasi Meno because it fell off during practice. <laughs> So there's, it's been a crazy road, man, to get to where this is. Cause like, and she's, she's like held on through, through all of it, you know, and it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, like it's, you know, it's true. You know, as Dominic says, you don't need a hundred K boat. Uh, I was starting to get tripped out in my head about that, you know, cause I knew that a lot of guys, you know, coming to the nationals, a, we're going to be fishing out of dope rigs because most of them are, you know, have been doing this for a very long time and uh, have a lot of experience um, on the water. Uh, and, you know, I, I also, I, I thought in my head, I'm like, well, maybe if I, if I can get like a, you know, a newer boat or something like that um, with newer electronics, like maybe at least a live scope or something like that. 
Um, I think that would help just because being able to like look through an area to see if there's even bait or something, is just huge that you can like pinpoint certain things. And uh, one of my buddies told me, you know, he's like, hey, dude, don't forget that you were able to do what you've done so far out of the old ranger. So you getting all spun out and like anxious and stressed about getting a new boat prepped up to go to the nationals. Don't worry about that. You can do it out of your old ranger. And after that combo, I was like, yeah, you know, he's right. And if, if it's in the cards and I'm, if, and if it works out, then it'll work out. And so I did my diligence and made sure, um, made sure that my trailer got uh, all brand new bearing buddies on it, packed them full of grease, spent like an additional like 400 bucks just to make sure all that stuff was cherry. Uh, the guy made sure to like rerun all my, my trailer lights. So that was good. I made sure that my, my forerunner had brand new transmission fluid, brand new oil change and like fresh tires. And I just did as much prep as I possibly could, just knowing I had a basically the longest solo drive I've ever done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up on an island where the longest drive is an hour and a half, uh, and that's in traffic. I was um, going to say that that's supposed to be in traffic, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> which we have like the worst in the nation too, which is crazy. People are like Hawaii traffic, what? Uh, it gets bad. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it for me. I mean, now now after what happened, I mean, she's definitely she's retired now. Um, she's she, she's uh. You know, I'm, it, but I'm never going to get rid of that boat. It holds a lot of sentimental value for, for me. So if any of you don't know the story, you can go ahead and also you can check it out on Bassmaster.com. They, they wrote a pretty, Andrew Collette made a pretty cool article uh, on my uncle Bob, you know, who passed and who I got that boat from. Um, yeah, and, uh, that was a cool story. Yeah, it's a lot of sentimental value to that boat um, for me. So uh, me and my family, I should say. Um, so is that like an 18, 19 footer? It's a 17, 10. 17, 10. You said it was 19, what? 1990. Carb jobs. This is still like two stroke carburetor. Dude, the guy at the Yamaha, uh, at the Yamaha uh, wagon, <laughs> dude, I walked up to him. He's like, is that your boat? And I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, I hope to God nothing happens to you this week. And I was like, what, why is that? He's like, cause I don't got nothing for your boat. <laughs> I'm like, like, I got electrical tape. And... Yeah. <laughs> I got <some> tape. <laughs> but yeah, he, he uh, I asked him like, Hey, what's the, I'm like, what's the nut size at least so I can change my prop out if I like, you know, kill a deadhead. And he's like, Oh, it's, it's, it's an inch and 16th. I'm like, thanks dude. So yeah, that was a, uh, that was the, the good help. I mean, everyone there was, was super rad. Um, uh, oh, right on, man. Thanks, Michael. Awesome. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I knew it, it was kind of crazy because I think it was like a day before, I, I think it was in our off limits day where, um, uh, Lee Livesey wrote uh, an article or got interviewed on an article and he's like, okay, where is it going to win? Like, where is it going to be taken on the Wachita river and all this stuff, you know, like what's it going to take? And um, it's and the first thing that comes out, he's like, 
uh, Darbone Bayou is the place where historically majority of these tournaments are won, where the larger fish are, are you know. And mm-hmm. so my whole approach, and I saw you, you, you actually ran up and put in at the spillway, right? Uh, like one yep. of the days. Um, I just knew that one, I just don't have good enough electronics to even make that run. I literally or enough running. gas. You wouldn't or have enough, had gas. enough yeah. gas. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it for sure. I barely uh, had enough gas with 21 gallons to get there and back geez. with that little Yamaha. so like that's yeah that was a wild like because i've seen it like that was one of the first things that popped up on youtube was like uh like run to darbone but like which was you (laughs) which you told me on the bus and i was just like dude this is like the fact like it just looked insane and that was the first like taste that i had of wachita was watching your video and and that's so funny that it was you but it was it that was mind-blowing to me because i saw like the s-curve section and i saw all the stumps and it was just i'm like that's terrifying because there's a couple mm-hmm. sections on the delta that get a little hairy but like you know for the most part if you're running it on a low tide you can see everything and whatnot but oh man that was just so daunting so every single run that i would do in practice i knew that i had to do it from square one and square one was the ramp and i I'd be doing, you know, yeah, I would be doing myself a disservice if I were to go and put in anywhere else to go and take a look because I wouldn't know if I'd be able to make that run successfully and back. Um, so, yeah, day one, I ran south. Uh, I found, you know, Google or thing and whatnot. There was a couple cuts that I thought that might be like the deal. And I, you know, we ran south. I actually caught my first fit. Oh, no, my second fish on a Wachita was a frogfish. Um, and I, yeah. yeah Flipped up a white frog, got two taps on it, and then got smoked. Um, like in a in a lake or right on the main river. Main river, um, and then uh, and then Nathan got a good one on a drop shot, and I was like, okay, like all right, like that's a little clue. Like didn't get bit for a while. Roll up on a tree, like flip in there, get bit, shake it. I'm like, okay, that's another clue. We run. I think it was like another. Must have been ten miles south. Um, like ran down south there's like one other little bayou that comes in i remember coming off a pad and like pretty pretty far from the opening of this bayou Mm -hmm. and uh we like let down it's like 15 foot i look over there's like a stump in 15 foot i'm like wait what (laughs) i'm like are you serious like oh my gosh like trim up everything and nathan and i were looking over like holy smokes dude this place is legit um (laughs) <laughs> this is true i watched his videos he doesn't fear stumps or i was gonna say you should see some of my lacrosse stuff or not lacrosse uh wabasha river state tournament dude that's wild yeah i want to i'll definitely take a look um but yeah it was um you know it was uh it was wild because um uh so i have a funny little bit to add on brian um kershaw when uh when on day one but so we run south I, we see all those like really tr- crazy trees in deep water and deep water being 15 foot like how is there a tree like, like in the river or in the lake it was in oh, the river okay like heading into the into one of these side sloughs and there was one other guy that was coming out and like we only ended up getting like one bite in there um get scared to death by a spoonbill and then like a, and then another like asian carp jumped out and it was like almost took me out i was freaking out it was wild um but i was like okay well nothing's in here that looks promising we already got a couple bites on the main river 
let's try and like you know stopped a couple places there's all this new uh riprap that's getting put in by like army corps of engineers to like prevent flooding and whatnot i'm like okay maybe if there's no machinery there that those fish have kind of settled in on that new habitat cranked a little bit of that Caught a couple squeakers, nothing keepers, uh, and like no keepers. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not feeling south. Like, uh, and then that's when that article came out. And Nathan's like, dude, we, I mean, you just gotta go and take a look at it. Like, you'll, you're gonna kick yourself if we don't go in and just take a look. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I really don't want to. But so day two, you peek your nose into Darbone. Yep. So day two, ran up, um, checked uh, that initial stretch right when you get into Darbone, right when you have it's to come awake. up. Like, right in that wake zone on that left hand side you looks have good those, oh like great great deep water access a couple nice little like isolated lay downs for like that little stretch and then mud um and uh nathan sticks one right behind the boat like a three and a half pounder right there and there was like two other boats nearby and i'm just like dude really he's like i'm sorry man like he's like i didn't swing and i look back on the footage and he's like oh <laughs> and uh we're laughing i'm like dude you're cut off bro and i like put a i put a, a tube on his on his spinnerbait after that but it was a good fish and so that that gave me another clue and so we go in the back we idle um right before you have to right before you get on pad again to go into the bayou uh i ended up cranking a little bit of this mud wall and there's another lay down and i stick a good one and i was really i was like stoked oh this thing's running out in the deep it was a bowfin it was it was my first mudfish, nice. uh, and so that was pretty cool to see. Um, and Nathan almost like grabbed it in the mouth, and I'm like, "Dude, those things have teeth, dude! Watch out!" <laughs> it opened its mouth. He's like, "Oh!" <laughs> it was pretty funny, um, but luckily I was able to like shake it out and uh, and um, and get out of Ray, there. Ray, Ray's in the chat, uh, non-border champion. He had a great tournament down there. Yeah, he did. Good job, Ray. Um, I think Bassin with altitude. I think he's from Wyoming. Fish as a co. That's cool. Super rad. I, I love, dude, I love the fact that like a lot of these guys, um, uh, you know, are, are tuned in watching this because we all got to experience this like crazy fishery together, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, cause so, a- I mean, after, you know, release that bowfin, get up on pad, we run all the way. I actually stop a couple times. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to poke around fish a little bit got stuck on a couple stumps got to get pushed you know push off the stump do the do the shake the little shimmy trolling motor on 10 try to not like blow it off on another stump and then uh run up and we get to the cross and um see justin up there the other guy from south africa who we befriended because um he he was right next to us in the boatyard and really he was was in that crest liner right he was in a nitro the other nitro Okay, one of the, local, one of the, the other there. guy from the Zimbabwe, was, I think. The yeah, other South the, the guy from actually from maybe South Africa, I don't know. The other was, guy from South Africa was in a Crestliner I met in day one. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so we get in there and, you know, we'll start looking around. And I think, what was the guy that had like the, was it the de, Dekut? De, 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 I forgot, like, he had just a, a, an Italian last name on his boat, like, all black boat with, like, Italian yeah. last name. I saw him up in Darbo, and I don't, yeah, I forget. Dude, what I watched him almost smoke a dude. Like, he came around the corner through the cross going 60, like, fully sliding through the channel. I'm like, oh, my gosh, and we're off on the side, and this guy just blasts all the way through. 
and I'm terrified even idling. And this guy's on full pad going 60, like doing the whole thing. Like, <laughs> holy smokes, this is wild. So I go, I go up a little bit more right as it kind of opens up into the big lake. And I'm square billing around. I'm throwing a, a spinner bait, nothing, nothing. We go back. Um, and like right on, the, right on the joint of the cross, Nathan throws up with the spinner bait and like clears a stump and boom, gets smoked. And I'm like, dude, are you just like going to catch like all these giant fish behind me in practice? And, and uh, we're able to see it. He shakes it off. And then again, I'm like, okay, if I can get bit a couple more times doing the same deal, you know, I think that will really help. And, uh, and I ended up getting smoked. Like I had a single willow leaf spinnerbait and the thing just drilled it off of a stump. And I was like, okay, that's two solid bites back here. But I spent literally three hours and I was like, you know what? Like, that's a like a last, last, last resort that I'm going to come back and do this run. Um, and I saw a lot of boat traffic and I was like, you know what? Like I, I was leaning away from it just sure. because I knew that it was going to take an hour away from fishing, um, which I guess now I'm starting to see like studying for this next coming season is like an hour run is like whatever, but like, you know, fishing California, a long run is like 15 minutes, you know, like that, that's like, that's a long run. It's like a 15 minute run. Um, cause most of our lakes are really low water right now. And that's yeah. just around here small. outside of the Mississippi river. Yeah. We don't have many big runs either, honestly, but yeah. So like five, 10 minutes, it's like, you're already there or less, you know? And so, um, I'm like, you know what? I don't, uh, so I, I wasn't feeling it. Go out on the main lake, poked around a little bit. Didn't really find anything that was, that was, I was more so trying to eliminate water than to find like fine water. I just wanted to eliminate these long stretches because there's a stretch, these stretches on, on the river that they looked amazing. Like anyone, any, like anyone who reads a bass book would see a stretch and be like, there's gotta be a bass in that stretch. Like it's, beautiful lay downs that go straight and like slight bend and and like mixed in with some riprap and like it just looks good and you would think like there's got to be bass on it fish it all the way up fish it all the way back change it up different baits whatnot flipping it spinner baits cranking nothing i'm like okay well i'm glad that i was able to eliminate certain long stretches during practice um and then the last day so the official day of practice I, I told myself, okay, I, I want to eliminate even more water and try and see if I can squeeze into another backwater north. And so I actually ran north to Moon Lake and I got in at Moon and my goal was if I can squeeze in through one of the side cuts and the side bayous that lead eventually into Horseshoe, I didn't know about the channel cut at like off the main river. There's a small little channel cut in the mud that leads into Horseshoe Lake literally the size of a, of a bass boat. I had no clue about that. It doesn't show up on Google earth or anything Never like that. There. Um, <laughs> like don't know about it, but ended up like bumping my way in through moon Lake. Uh, and I took, I think it was like the third slew over and Nathan gets a bite. I get a good bite. And like, I get, we get like, I think five or six bites back there. And I'm like, Hey, this is good. Like found a new little backwater spot. It's super skinny water. My 18, like my 17, 10 foot boat got stuck a couple of times. So guarantee someone with a 21 foot boat's not going to be able to get back here successfully. Um, and so I was like, all right, that's one little zone. So got out of there, fish horseshoe a little bit, wasn't feeling it in there, left and ran like literally right across the other side of the river. There's another big lake there. 
ran some stuff that looked really good. Again, some stumps and and some mud flats and stumps and just it, it wasn't happening. So ran back out on the main river, found a couple big key laydowns off the main river, off the bends, uh, marked some good fish, got a couple small bites, shook them. Um, and so I was kind of, you know, after, after practice, I was like, all right, well, it's going to be like a cover water deal, but I really wonder what's going to happen when this cold front pushes in. Cause you remember like it started getting chilly during our last mm-hmm. day of practice and things really started to like it change. You can feel it in the air. Like when I mean, like when being in nature and just like uh, absorbing all the, your surroundings, it's the wind was different, you know, something had changed where uh, like, okay, something's going to come in. And sure enough, day one, you know, and we saw it, we didn't know how bad it was going to be, at least when we were checking the weather. And then it was like, okay, it's raining and it's like in the 40s and wind. Beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous weather. Like you wearing shorts, <laughs> madman. Um, <laughs> so did you did you know that Paul Mueller won there in Moon in 2014? Really? Yeah. Huh. I had no clue. Yeah. So I'm going to just give you a look because I really haven't shared my like I mean I've released my practice video but I really haven't talked about like my whole adventure and we'll give you you can, you can have a sip of your yingling and, and like <clears throat> um, but so I was there in 2014 right okay. so that was my first national championship it took me like 15 years to make my first natty unlike Natty who did it in his first try but um, <laughs> wow, back then there was no co-anglers right so wow. it was like 50 some and like uh, in the boatyard, John Sukup was next to me, oh. um, founder of the Bass Tank. And back then, his depth finder was a freaking flipping stick. Like, he'd just stick it in the mud. Like, he, I mean, he had graphs that were about as new as yours back then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, newer. Which was a cool experience. I got to know Paul Mueller. I met Albert Collins at that event. Um, you know, based on my research back then, also, back then, everything I was told was Darbone, Darbone, Darbone. And most of the guys that did well in 2011 or 12, Darbone for that national championship. So I literally, in that event, I spent all my practice, all my tournament days, 100% devoted to Darbone. Wow. Um, didn't work out. It was one of those tournaments where I kind of had a few things going and I kind of felt like I was close. I mean, I finished middle of the pack, but like, I was within sight of Steve Lund, who made the classic, wow. and other people. And in practice, the I think we only had two days of practice back then. And the first day of official practice, I made that run, that video you watched, that thousands of people have watched. Yeah, and you like um, passed a few people on the way up. Yeah, <laughs> it's like on the way back scary. when I was just cruising in, I like had a half a second rain fart and uh-huh. smoked the boat in the S turns. Oh my god! Put a gouge in my dad's Triton, about six feet long in the fiberglass oh so that got repaired i got another guy took me out we kind of just took it easy in darbone that day and then i think that messed with my head thinking back now like i didn't fish as aggressively or run it or push it as i should have for sure with that in my head Mm -hmm. anyways uh there was some good learnings in that and my buddy Corey went back in 2015 Mm -hmm. and uh who's in my club made the national championships there and we bounce ideas off each other back and forth for his tournament. We bounce ideas mm-hmm. off for this tournament. And uh, I was still intent to go. And the year that Corey went is when Albert Collins and Jamie Lash and those guys battled it out in Boggy way back. And they were both running 10 boats. Wow. 
Where's is Boggy's before the Boggy is like just past Cross, the major first major slew on the left when you get past Cross in Darwin. Got it. Got it. Um, but you go way back and like so that was I was prepared to take my bass cat down there. I was gonna take the talons off it, I was gonna go super light in gear, I was gonna take nothing in there like that I didn't need. That was my my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my buddy Ron who bought that 18 foot Ranger that I was running, which was a sweet little ride. Um, He, he made the TBF national championships two years ago and he bought that just for that. Wow. And then he has it at home for like a second boat. His, his main boat is a 22 foot Vexus and his backup boat is that, that Ranger. (laughs) Gee. (laughs) Must be Um, nice. (laughs) I'll say if I haven't thanked Ron uh, publicly on the stream or in a video, thank you, Ron. That was awesome. Um, but when he's like that, I was like, cause I was already like in my head was like, I am going to, whether it's in boggy or the bean field or wherever, like my plan is to find, to get back somewhere. Like mm-hmm. I knew there would be a lot of pressure in Darbone, but if you can get back far enough and find the right fish, mm-hmm. it can be game over. For sure. So I went down there, as you saw in my practice, I drove down early enough on Friday uh, so that I could stop at the spillway and look at it from shore. Mm-hmm. Cause I had been there before from shore from 2014. I knew you, there was an access there. So that was like easy. I like pulled in and looked at it and, you know, marked the water levels on shore mm-hmm. and did all that yeah. stuff. And so I was like, all right, it looks, looks pretty good up here. It looks pretty normal. And there was quite a bit of water that day with the wind blowing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so day one of practice, um, I did fish a little bit of main river stuff in the morning some stuff that Corey had kind of talked about and uh, didn't get any bites. And I was like, all right, it's time to go into boggy. Like that was like, and I get in and like boggy and I actually ran into like several people. Uh, like I think I saw six or seven or eight boats trying to get into boggy that morning. I was like, hmm. like, okay. So is that is boggy. So you come in the cross, it's the first cross. And then the second, there's like two, there's like two paralleling sloughs, right? So the first one's the cross and the second one's boggy. Yeah. So you have to go like cross actually, like there's the power line cut. Yeah. And then the next one where there's a left and a right straight from each other, that's yep. cross. And okay, I think it's it. the next left is I oh, it's a big the, the, one of the next two lefts is boggy. Got it. Okay. Um, Sorry, go on. Yeah. So I, I went back in there and I fished and I spent like four or five hours in boggy. And I was back there with Chad from Texas and uh, Casey Smith was in there from New York and several other boats. The guy that the, the other guy from South Africa and the Crestliner was back there. And like, I never saw anybody catch fish yeah. and I never got a bite. Hmm. And I was like, uh, <laughs> <I'm out>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, let's, let's move up. So then I went up and I went into the chute and didn't get any bites in there and got stuck. On, I mean, I, and I actually spent a lot of time, it, even though in the aluminum boat, I was getting stuck on stumps and like trying to push pull off them and getting in the water and like pushing yeah. the boat off. Like, it was like, I'm like exhausted. I have like, I'm like seven hours in, I haven't a bite. I'm in the chute. I see the guy from freaking Louisiana and this little tiny, like, express that's like 16 or 17 foot express like yeah uh dave cavell and he's like back there super awesome i see him get on plane there's like Wah! i was like i just got stuck there and the guy just blew through that like i was literally like pushing through like inches of mud on stuff and i just watched him run through there and i was like he's like Bring you. i was like, <laughs> like later as <laughs> well did you see any um sn- uh snakes or or uh 
Any? Uh, no, I did in pre-practice the first time I was down there, but I think things have just gotten cool enough. Like if you if you would have went there before off limits, like in September, mm-hmm. you would have saw them. Um, yeah, I think it was like too cold for them. Huh? Yeah. So like, yeah, and I go in there and it's still nothing. I'm looking for this other area where I got a bunch of bites the, like last day of the tournament. I never figured out where that was uh, or if it maybe just silted in. And then uh, I go into this other area where I had gotten bites and, and Corey actually did pretty well in there in his tournament. Mm-hmm. And I catch one on a spinnerbait at like four, four o'clock, three forty-five in the afternoon is my first bite on day one. And it's like a oh two pounder. I'm like, man, it feels good to get it. Like, and I was like all gung ho. Like I had covered all my spinnerbait hooks with like shrink tubing. Yeah. Cause I didn't yeah. want to catch them. I just wanted to shake them. Yeah. And like, by that like point, swung I had, super hard. That fish. No, I, mean, I had broken here. one of my good spinnerbaits like from banging off stumps. And I'd put on one that I, cause I, I had a spinnerbait made up that I was really excited about. And so I just put on a junky one and I caught one and I fished hard in there and I pulled on one on a bladed jig that I had covered up. And I was like, all right, well this, this is promising. Like this is a place that like was good in 2014. It was good in yep. 2015. Yep. Got two bites in there. All right, like, all right, little something. And then I caught, like, a drum that night and maybe had one or two other bites in the bayou, like, in the more in the main channel. Okay. Um, day two, I decided to go launch at the spillway. Mm-hmm. And I launched at the spillway. A guy from New Jersey launched up there. And so I, I couldn't fish the spillway proper. But I kind of ran. There's, a, like, a mile and a half, two-mile stretch straight south of there. Yeah. And I just started fishing down that. And caught like a squeaker on a square bill. So I switched to the spinner bait and then I caught, I had like four of them roll. And then actually right before I caught that squeaker, I had a good one to follow it. Square bill. Okay. I was like, well, I look like a bass. And then I like rolled like four and four in the next like hundred yards on a spinner bait. Like when they come up and grab it and you just kind of pull on them with the hook covered yeah. and you'd see them. And it was like, Oh yeah. yeah like and I was like, all right, I jumped across. Yeah. Picked up a, a different square bill and rolled it by this like, tree that was a little stuck out you know they make little points and mm-hmm. catch like a two and a half pounder and i was like nice hmm. <clears throat> and i kind of i see another boat coming <laughs> so i pick up a buzz bait just yeah. a buzz bait for like <laughs> 200 yards and never get a bite and i know i fished over fish and i was like all right we can write off the buzz bait on that and then i picked up a spinner bait on like the very next good lay down and like donk and i was like went up to the spillway fished the spillway after they left didn't get any bites and mm-hmm. uh, put on the trailer and I was like, all right, let's, like, I can fish up here. Like, and like sure. I know, like, so from that point on, I was like, I can make the run to the spillway. Yeah. And if you can get on it first and they're there, you hit a home run. Like, yeah. you will catch 14 to 18 pounds if Gee. you can get on the spillway when they're biting. Gee. <clears throat> and then, but I know, I was like, I got this stretch below where I feel like I can grind out 8 to 12 pounds if you can, if that doesn't work or something. Yeah, if you need to, a little back yeah. Right. So I went down to Holland's Bluff, which is probably further than you ever even made it. And uh <laughs> it was a ramp in, in Darbone. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, it didn't yeah you that. probably never even made it up that far. But I, I went uh, down there and then I like, drove enough. back up to the spillway to make sure I knew how to get there and it was still like navigable. Yeah. And like relearned it. Yeah. Um and then I fished a few things in the main bayou, got a few bites that day, and I was like, oh, day two practice was actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, day three, I decided I was going to check the main river. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, my second stop, like, I pull up and a little outside bend with some wood on it, 
and like I'm like, sure, Cheetah, you can go ahead. You know, I've, I've never fished here before. Let's, you know, maybe step the hook on one. And like literally it's his third fun. pitch, he jacks like an almost four pounder, just like, and I was like <laughs> what? What are like, you that's doing? That's like the biggest fish I've ever seen caught on the Washita yeah. River. Like, yeah. like maybe since the pre-practice, my dad made me like, Cheetah, what did like, you do? <laughs> He's like, you just told me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And actually, we ran, like, we spent, like, maybe an hour and a half, two hours fishing, like, Main River, and we went in one little lake, and we yeah. probably got, like, four or five bites. And I was in, like, the little, in the little, in the lake? In the river. No. In the river. Okay. In the river. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. basically, like, from the ramp up to, like, two bends, there's a lake on the left. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, maybe it's a couple more bends, but there's, like, a couple hard bends. I think it's, like, the first lake on the left, almost. Not not the one that's right away, but like there's one where you can actually get in. It's a, like there's it's a big a... sand flat on your right as you make like there's a lake on like a back on your right, and there's a big sand. Is this and after you... or before Darbone exit? <clears throat> after like couple couple turns oh, past. Yeah, Darbone. there's one on the yeah. left, and it's skinny yeah. to get into it, and then there's like a big lion of cypress inside, right? And then it opens up to a bigger lake, but it's yeah. But like there's... anyway, so we fished up to like there, which is maybe like five miles, maybe not even like four miles up maybe and like we had like just running real quick yeah. we had like four or five bites and i was like hmm yeah i was like well this this could be an escape route because that was one of my things <clears throat> in 2014 i never practiced outside of the darbone so like yeah. i had no out mm-hmm. so yeah, my no plan was like that. i'm gonna run up there and if i come back early enough i could still run up and down the river yeah and maybe get a few bites so I could like if I can go get some quality fish, even if I don't catch a limit, I can come out to the river and catch a couple. Yeah. But then I did have that sneaking suspicion that we did have a couple of good like quality fish, and I was like, maybe I should just fish the main river. Nah. So, but Holy actually getting up to the main river, getting up to the spillway <laughs> was actually pretty challenging, even in my boat. Mm. So I didn't think that many people would go up there. Yeah, that's a. Daunting and then when I had boat draw six. I thought I could beat people up there. If I could, if, if none of the, like, if I could get to the no wake first, yeah, I could beat people there. Yeah. Because like, once you're in the bayou, like you, you're, you, you got to late lead the pack. It's not like someone's going to try and pass you in the bayou. There are it's... a few places, but yeah, not, not a lot in that first stretch right after the first no wake, there's some room. Yeah. Once you get past there. cross, it's pretty tough to pass somebody if they don't want you to pass them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's wild, man. Yeah, I couldn't even fathom, you know, after. Yeah, that's that's wild, dude. Huh. It's, so, it's just so, but it's like, so interesting to hear. Like, like I just, pre-practiced in 2014. I fished all, you know, we had three tournament days plus the practice. Like, there was no cut. And then my first two days plus the afternoon, like, we actually got bites in, like, the main river, the bar, Darbone, too, in the afternoon. Um. Like I spent a lot of time going back into cross and in the bean field with Cheetah. And then we went out back in the middle and we got a couple bites quick. Like I actually got a lot of bites on day three. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, all right. So like literally of like the 15 days I've been on that river, I spent 14 and a half of them in Darbone. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. So when you're like, uh, yeah, up by Moon, I was like, I've never been there. Like, I have all these tracks saved, and like, uh-huh. they literally uh-huh. go from Forsyth and the Darbon. They like, there's all this river I've Darbon. never even looked at. <clears throat> um, yeah. 
Yeah, so that's practice. Um, we both felt reasonably good. We had some stuff to go on out of practice. Um, I was boat six. What was your boat? I was boat 12. Boat 12. Yeah. So you actually weren't that far away from me. Uh-uh. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so... Yeah, you probably had like how, how many fish do you think you had in the boat by the time I got to the spillway at like nine o'clock <laughs> or, or eight thirty? I didn't, I didn't have my dude. How's this? How this many did your co have? How about that, <laughs> dude? This, this, so this is this is the fun part. Um, and the, the, and this is the fun part about bass fishing, right? Talking about like how how things can change um, it, with within an hour, um, and how like perseverance and and how like mental strength and aptitude like comes into play is like such a huge like like facet of of the the sport of bass fishing uh my co stuck a three pounder i i pull up flip into the tree spinnerbait out nothing second cast like you know pick apart the tree first he throws up there boom like three pounder flips it and i'm like was he throwing a spinnerbait too yeah and so his guys uh his name's mark edmonds from alabama sweetest sweetest guy ever and um he actually so he's like, hey, do you mind if um, Brian rides along with us? And I was like, wait, like what? Like, who, 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 what are you talking about? And he pulls out this this paper um, with, and and this is like, I, I, I had heard about Brian. I, I didn't know like what the whole story was. Mm-hmm. And it was the article about like the plane crash. And then on the other side was a photo of Mark and Brian. And uh, he's like, he's my good luck charm, man. Like, do you mind if he rides with us? I was like, he could ride shotgun, dude. Like, you know, I could. He's more than welcome. And uh, and so, yeah, you know, so we for people out. that don't know, we're talking about <laughs> Brian Kirchel. Yeah, Kirchel. I got only Kershaw, but, Brian yeah, Kirchel, who's the yeah. only angler to ever win the Bassmaster Classic out of the Bass Nation. And I forget what year it was, but he basically his first year we made it. He finished dead last in the Classic. He came back the next year and won the Classic. That's wild. And then, like a couple months after that, he was doing like sponsor trips, speaking engagements, and the plane crashed. Yeah, it's pretty tragic. So it's, there's a whole lot more to it. We could go into it, but I just wanted to give people like that's the that's the gist. Now, like literally months after he won the classic, he passed away in a, a plane crash. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so Mark had stuck that first fish. It's a good one on a spinnerbait. So where where did you like? You started just north. Where where did you? I go? started actually at the opening of Darbone. Okay. Because I knew that we we had a good bite there in practice. I'm like, you know what? Like, I know that there's going to be a lot of boat traffic rolling into Darbone, but I'm pretty sure not a lot of guys are going to want to fish that stretch just because of the amount of boat traffic. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to pull up there. I pull up in there. Uh. Zach from Arizona pulls up right behind me. He was like, "Good luck, California," and I'm like, "Thanks, dude." And he's like. He like idles ahead and then puts his trolling motor down. And I'm just like, wait, what? And I'm like, what? And he like turns around and he starts heading towards me. And so we're going towards each other, like heading towards each other. I get to the trees first because I'm, you know, closest to him. Um, and he gave me some space. And he, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, man, like, I- I'm sorry I had to do that to you. Like, you know, I found fish here in practice too. I'm like, dude, it's all good, bro. Like, good luck. You know, we both didn't catch him there. And so we got out. I left. I started heading north. Um, just bouncing main lake stuff or main river stuff. And uh, there's a tree that I had saw in practice and I didn't hit it, but it looked good. And so I, I stopped in at the tree 
and yeah, Mark sticks that good one out of there. And I'm like, dang, I stick a short, you know, I actually stick two shorts off the crank, like right away. Um, and, uh, I was, it, it was a clue, you know, I actually tied on a, it was, I tied on a, a, a bluegill. I'll give you guys the juice. Um, I tied on a bluegill, uh, balsa crank, um, I don't know the name of it, but it's a, it's a bluegill balsa crank after I had saw, um, I had saw some bluegill, uh, up in a cypress needle on the last day of practice. I noticed that there was these bluegill that were like two and a half inches long and they were pale. They're almost, they almost look like crappie. And, and so that was a little clue for me. I was like, uh, okay. All the fish that I'd felt, which were just a couple, they all had, their teeth were really, really sharp. I, 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 I figured that they were probably not chewing up on craws. Um, I knew that, you know, like if these, these, if they're, if their teeth are this sharp, they're probably eating fin bait. I mean, the amount of shad that were off the main river was pretty predominant. And then after I saw those bluegill, I was thinking, I'm like, you know what, if a bass were to eat one bluegill, it'd be the, the equivalent of a bass eating like 10 or 15 shad just to get the same amount of like protein basically. And same thing with like one crawfish, they have to eat like a, a whole much more shad just to get the same amount of protein. Um, so I'm like, these fish might be keyed in on bluegill. Why not? So pick that thing up, boom, 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 two, like two bites right away. Like on a main lake bend, on the main river bend. And I'm like, ah, oh, they're shorts. Maybe just the little ones are chasing them. Ah, and just kind of like backseated the thought, put it down, kept with a spinner bait, kept with flipping. Um, he pulls up on a, on a tree, boom, he sticks a two pounder out of the tree. And I'm like, oh my on a flipping, uh, he's uh, flipping right. a jig. Okay. And, uh, I'm like, wow. Okay. Well, I'm like, I was stoked for him. Cause you know, Mark, he, he said, I I'd fish bass nation for 30 years. And this is my first time making it to the national championship. And I was like, dang, dude, that's like, that's inspirational. You know, like that. And I was so pumped for him. He shared me like this whole story on like, you know, that during the regionals on how he just, he just squeaked in by like three ounces and it was a really emotional uh, moment for him. It was, sure. it was really cool. Uh, and so I was stoked for him that he caught those two fish. I made an adjustment. I, I spliced on some fluoro um, and I pick up a flipping jig that I had gotten a couple bites in in practice. And I flip it into the same tree before leaving. Uh, and um. I flip into the tree and I literally get a bird's nest and I'm like pulling out the bird's nest and I get it all the way out and let it out. And as soon as I feel the weight, I'm like, that's more than a jig. And I set it and it was a two pounder. I was like, all right. Which is a monster. I was like, Like, I did it blank. (laughs) Yeah. I "I just want to walk across the stage once. I did it blank. Stoked. And you're like, this is a better than average fish on the river. Like, yeah. And yeah, I was, I was a two pounder is a good one. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. A two pounder was a good fish. Yeah. It was a good fish. So I was pumped, you know? So he, um, I, so he had three at this point, he, he caught another one out of the tree. Um, and so he had three fish. I had one, I go up a little bit more ahead. I catch a fish on a spinner bait, a little small one. It was like maybe a four, like, yeah, like a pound and a quarter or something. Um, and 
I kept running the same pattern. You know, we were flipping, bounce over to the other side, flip like main, main lake or main river. I keep saying lake, main river bends, laydowns that weren't too crowded with a, with other laydowns. Just trying to find the stuff that looked a little bit more awkward, like trying to find the stuff that like if guys were going to stop there, it was going to be at the end of their run, and it would they wouldn't like start there and go. If that makes sense, um, I, I I had a feeling that most guys were going to start on these stretches that look money. Like, oh my gosh, like there's five trees right in a row and this looks amazing. And then it ends on riprap or something like that. Like I was going to start at the riprap and then go further where there's like maybe two stumps and then one little lay down and that's it. Um, and so that I started keying in. I was like, ah, oh, maybe this is, this is it. Maybe it's not. One thirty, I have two fish in the boat. Mark has three. I watched him dump a three pounder. Uh like he gets it wrapped up rough on a stick. He gets it out of the water and fish comes up, <laughs> jig goes, fish jumps back in the water. And I'm like, dang, dude, like, fluke. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm fishing this tomorrow for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm coming here tomorrow. Uh, thank you. And then um, fish the whole section like nothing. And so I'm like, okay, we got to start heading back. It's, you know, 1.30. I look down, I'm like, I need to change something up. Because at this point, I'd started to become a little bit robotic with a spinnerbait and a, and a flipping and a flipping jig. And, and I, whenever I get into that mode in fishing, whether it's fun fishing or if it's during a tournament, I know that I have to change something because I'm, I'm not staying engaged enough where I know I'm going to get bit. Like as soon as you start getting to like the, 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 the monotonous, like, uh, and you're not actively thinking like, okay, what's going on? Like, why are these, are they setting up here? Are they not setting up here for this reason and whatnot? I was like, I need to change something up because I'm one, I'm not getting bit. And two, neither is Mark. And he was getting, you know, bites on this earlier. Maybe something's changed. I pick up, I look down, I see the square bill. I picked the square bill again. It was like maybe my fourth, third or fourth cast. I literally am about to put it away and my boat drifts around this little corner. And I'm like, I'm literally like, you'll see it in the video. I'm like literally trying to hang up my, my square bill on my, on my reel. And I'm like, ah, no, this looks really good. Fire over to it. Get three cranks. I'm like, oh my gosh, this, dude, this is a, this is a good fish. I had to like double check. I was like, I forgot what a fish felt like, you know, mm-hmm. swing it in the boat, two and a half pounder, almost a three. And I was like, oh, okay. Like this is, this is something else. Like I, and then that's when I told him, I'm like, all right, dude, we're about to bounce. Like we're going to, we're going to move. We're going to cover water. We're going to bounce. And he's like, all right, man. And he was always on it. He's ready to go. Boom. Jacket. Like we're out. And Very positive uh, dude. Like he's like, dude, so, yeah. so best, positive. best outside of catching those good fish behind you. But like attitude wise, best co-angler you could draw. hundred percent. I can't agree anymore. Such a good dude. Um, and so I was, I was, I was like pulling for him out of the back of the boat too. I was like, come on, Mark, you got this, bud. just two more fish. And so I got that third, that third fish at one thirty, and I was like, okay, I need to make something happen. And it's, it's going to be with the square bill. Uh, so I, after analyzing where I got bit, I ran new water. I stopped in on this one. You went stretch back down, but fish new stuff on the way down. Yep ran new water heading back down to the ramp and I pull off on the left-hand side versus the right, uh, where, where the right looks the, the textbook, good stuff. The left was sparse and kind of weird, but still had some cover, but wasn't like, it, it didn't scream like come and fish me. But when I saw it, I was like, Ooh, I'm stopping here. Like something was pulling me towards it. And I pull in third cast, just shy of four. It was like a three and a half. 
I was like, oh my gosh, big one, get it in. I'm like, I just went from two, what? Did you boat flip it? Yeah, I boat flipped all of them. Wow, you're so savage. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I got like brand new hooks every single morning, dude. Um, And so I, uh, I, I flipped that. And he's like, dude, that's a good one. I'm like, yeah, it's my biggest fish I've caught this whole, like, since I've been on this river. And, and I went from, you know, having two fish at 130 to now having four fish and it's 215. And like, honestly, four fish, the four fish you have with that big one, like, yeah, you're in the, even if you didn't catch any more, like you'd like, obviously you wanted more, but like, yeah, I was happy. One, I was like, oh like, my gosh. Like, were, like I... even if you didn't get your fifth one, you're like. I mean, I, I'm in it. Top 20. In my head, I was like, dude, this is, I'm like sitting top 20 right now just with the four fish. Like, I'm pumped at this point. I'm pumped. But I'm like, you know what? Nope, not done yet. We got to keep going. Boom, bounce to another spot, run it, run it, run it. Nothing. Bounce to another spot, run it, run it, run it. There was a spot that I saw on the way back. Um, actually, when I, when I was blasting off and uh, I had tend to take to like dropped a mental waypoint on it and we pull up into it. And I think it was like my second cast. And mind you now, it's uh, two, it's like two forty-five. And uh, I end up, I stick another one that was, you know, just shy of three. Flip it in the boat, and I start freaking out. I'm like, I, I can't believe it. And uh, and then a couple casts later, I catch another one, and I ended up calling. Um, and he's like, dude, you got a good bag. And I'm like, I, I, I've never. I've I've caught in fish late in the day, but I've never made a move from having two fish at 1:30 to and literally having an hour like an hour and some change left. Um, and uh, it's true, man. Surfing, bro. <laughs> surfing and fishing have a lot of similarities, but like, um, you know, that was that was such a huge like confidence boost for me. And, and and I was also thinking too. I was like, you know what? There might be a lunar um connection with this um as well but i didn't want to i was like uh, okay well the the second bite window turns on at two at 130 like 130 145 and you have to fish hard for the last hour and so because that is there's another prime bite window just from what i saw just the fact mm-hmm. that just the fact that i had seen some like better than average fish being caught in that last like bit and that was enough for me to like click that in Okay, so for the next day, I ended up weighing 12-something, sat in seventh place, day one. Stoked, beyond stoked, humbled yeah. and beyond stoked. Two? And 12, 12-2, day one. Were, I was, so I was 12-3, you were one else behind me. Yeah, I was pumped because, you know, and, and it's funny, it was, I was right, before, right behind Co, uh, Co, uh, Kobe in line. And <laughs> I thought, oh my dude, I said, like, Mark's like, dude, you sacked him, man. I'm like, thank you, dude. I'm, I'm stoked. I'll be happy with the top 20. You know, like everyone here is freaking hammers. And that's, and like, regardless of like what happened this, you know, that week ago, everyone that made it to the nationals are freaking studs. And so I was like, I'm pumped. If I can make top 20 against these dudes, like I'm freaking stoked. Like here, <laughs> Kobe goes up 19 pounds. You're like, <laughs> like. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out, guys. <laughs> yeah, no jump. I was like by my boat, and where I was was close enough to hear the stage pretty good. And I was yeah. like, "Did I just hear what I thought I heard? Like, are you, are you kidding me?" I was blown away. 
Yeah, so great day one. Yeah, so my day one, I think most of you saw the video. If you're not, you can check it out. Like, So I made the run to the spillway. I was boat six. Mm-hmm. A couple boats passed me because I was only going 46 miles an hour. Beat me to Darbone cutoff. Wow. I passed David Cavell in his tin boat, so there was that. <laughs> but I passed a couple guys in the lower bayou that would like slow down uh going to the S turns. I passed like two boats. Nice. Um passed another tin boat um up by Holland's Bluff. So I was like, man, I don't it's like I had the sneaking, it's like I, I know because I watched Kobe was one of the guys that uh passed me and I fished next to Kobe in practice in 2014 yeah. up at the spillway. Mm-hmm. He made it to the classic largely because of that. He finished second in 2014. I was like He's up there. I know he's ahead of me. And so we're whining, whining. And and, and my guy, my uh, TJ Dobbs is with me. And he's like, I think you're, I think you're in front. I was like, no, you wait, we'll get around this corner up here. Like, so I mean, like, but it's an hour and 20 minutes of like, like hard. I mean, like the most mentally taxing part of my day was the drive up there and back each day. Like, cause it is like an hour, like of the hour and 20 minute run, an hour I don't know. Almost an hour of it is like 100% concentration, like driving your own stumps, looking at your graph. Okay, this is the shallow spot. You got to shut down. You got to idle over this. And like weaving between, it's like, did I go to the left of this lane? Or did I go to the right of this tree when I went? I mean, it, like, oh. I didn't record it like I did last time, but it was like yeah. nuts. Like, I remember like J- TJ was like holding on to the side of the boat. So he wouldn't like, when we go into a turn, he wouldn't slide across the bench and land up <laughs> in my lap. I mean, because we were like, I mean, like, like, internet, right? Like, should have had him on the bow with like a helmet on, like one of those yeah. Aussie, like, Timbo dirt. And it was you know? raining, it was like hard to see yeah. and like dark enough where I didn't want my sunglasses. And, uh, yeah. Great. And so we get up there and he's like, oh man, I think we're under, like, no, you want, we're going to get up around the spillway. And there is Kobe is right on the spillway. And you should wow. see it in my video. He's like right in this spot. Yeah. Fish behind him. I, I had a little fish on. And then we, we pull back down to the stretch and like right away. Uh, TJ misses a fish, like swims like 10 feet with his bait and like <laughs> he misses it. And I was like, oh, and then <clears throat> I fish down quite a ways. And I finally catch a dink, like just a line burnt, like a 12 and a half inch, like probably doesn't weigh a pound on a spinnerbait. Like, all right. But same thing is like you catch your first fish on the watch. You're like, I'm going across the stage. Like that is yeah. the thing. Like <laughs> I'm weighing a fish. Cause zero is a real possibility out there. No matter what oh, yeah. you think you're on. Oh yeah. Uh, and then like shortly after that, I dump one. Because uh, my somehow on my spinnerbait the drag got loose, uh, like from vibration or something, and like uh, I bowed up on it, my line just and like he just opened his mouth and I was like, and I saw him, I was like, that was like a two and a half, like at least I was like, that was one on the left hand side, right? I think I saw yeah, the video, yeah. yeah. And I was just like devastated. I was like that. Yeah. You, you just, I was like, just like Rich, you can't have it. Like you just you can't, you can't have that. Do that, Rich. That's just, <laughs> you're not gonna win doing that. Like yeah. So I meet up against Chad and I jump across and I fish up because I wanted to fish up because I know nobody had fished that. And I wanted some clean water. Cause the, the thing that shocked me is like, all right, there's like four or five boats up here this morning. I was like, Gee. I wasn't Taylor, shocked. Taylor that was, up there, was right? up there, but there was like four other boats. And I was like, man, there's a lot of people up here. Yeah. Uh, like. Uh, Taylor uh, was up there, right? Yeah. Taylor. Uh, Smith. Swift. 
<laughs> and uh, Chad from Texas, and I think there was one other boat besides Kobe and I. And yeah. uh, so, like, I was like, I swung back, and if you saw in the video, I got hung up, which put me really tight to the bank. But there was these yeah. two, like, trees that the stood trees. up for there, and I had yeah. cast them parallel behind them mm-hmm. and got smoked. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's, yeah. that's a freaking good one. Yeah. And because I'm not cool like Maddie, I didn't boat flip. I just. <laughs> Just went down and grabbed him. I, I see you guys scooping them. I'm like, dude, why are you scooping that fish, bro? Get that thing in the boat. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't want anything to go bad. Yeah. Um, but and I was like, dude, all right. Like now I'm like jacked again, right? Because like that's the biggest fish I've literally caught all week. Yeah. Um, and then I hop back across, fish down, and I catch a keeper, and then I literally like throw back in the same spot, and a fish smokes it again, and I catch like a two and a half, two and three quarter on the spinnerbait where I had lost that one. I was like, all right erased we're back to square like i've eradicated that like mentally that was like huge i was like yeah we got four fish yeah. i got two good ones two dinks like one one okay one and like a super dink and i was like yeah all right okay we can do this now it's like okay i got tons of time i get one maybe two more bites i got a really good bag right and so fish around hopscot on the boats and i jump down a ways um and i get on a stretch and i catch one get number five mm-hmm. I think my co-catches one right after that. And I'm like, it's 1130. I got a good bag. I was like, yeah. I want to start like heading south. I'll fish stuff as I go down. Yeah. I run into but, Kobe yeah. and he only had two fish. Hmm. Like at 1130 as we were heading back down. <clears throat> now they were day one. I'm pretty sure they were two good ones, but he only had yeah. two. He's like two five pounders, but I mean. <laughs> he did not catch them at the spillway. He caught two fish up where I was like. Taylor didn't have him that good the first day. I want to say he had eight or 10 pounds. Yeah. Not that it was bad, but like, like literally in the upper stretch, I had, I think the best bag mm-hmm. that day. <clears throat> Obviously Kobe caught some more on his way back down and, and caught 19 pounds. But, um, and then I ran, I started to see all the people that were just south of me, like Jim Barzak yeah. and the guy with the Italian name on the side of his boat and yeah. Brock Bielek like, from South Dakota and like so many people. And I was like, man, yeah. But I fished some stuff and, and I caught I got a nice up or I caught an upgrade that got rid of that 12 inch with like a two plus pounder and I was like I was pretty jacked and like went back to like my secret like spot where the date where I had my bites and didn't get any bites in there and like mm-hmm. I was like all right like I had this spot that Corey told me about south of town mm-hmm. where he caught like a five pounder main river like some stumps and I was like you got a good bag it's time to go down there. So I left with plenty of time to get down there and fish that and then maybe fish my way back up. So I get past the ramp. I get to the ramp and I notice like I go from like line moving at E to like now it's not moving on E anymore. It's like buried. It's buried. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, uh, and I kind of keep pushing it. And I'm like, well, it's early enough. Somebody could probably pick me up. But I was like, <laughs> you got 12 pounds or whatever. Yeah, you got a good bag. What are you doing? And then I finally just like turned it in the bank and just started fishing random stuff up. But so I like really that last hour and a half was really inefficient for me. Mm-hmm. And I like, I kind of regret that. Like if I'd better known my gas situation, like if I was more familiar with that boat, I probably mm-hmm. would have done it differently. Maybe mm-hmm. could have gotten a little more like, you know, I probably would have turned up and probably yeah. fished where you were fishing more mm-hmm. instead of trying to go South of town. And maybe yeah. I catch a two pounder or, you know, a three pounder and like, get up to like 13 or something i don't know yeah um, so i'm a little frustrated with that but like stoked right because i got to weigh in like sixth right so at that point 12 pounds was like i think that the leading bag when i weighed in was, was like eight something 
Yeah, you well, then you you crushed that out of the out of the yeah. Park. So I go like they're okay. We need eight pound eight pounds eleven ounces to take the lead, and it's like twelve pounds. It's like oh, you're like yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I'm like uh, big bass is two ten. Oh, you got a three twelve. Like I was like, like felt good. Like yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that was wild. But so yeah, great start for both of us on day one. Um, Definitely. Yeah, day two I, was a trip. So I, I ended did up have. Dying reservations about day two knowing how many people were up there like i was already starting to think like there's a lot of people up there but i was hoping i was hoping the guys that like taylor and chad and these other guys that only caught uh, like five to seven pounds would bail yeah but they didn't and another guy went up there huh (laughs) i think well i think the, the the what it probably was was everyone was like okay well if kobe ran back guarantee and get sack 19 like well the thing is i don't think most people realize like kobe didn't catch them all up there he caught them further down but which was but then that's i mean like again we're going back to like the mental game about this whole thing it's like mentally they knew that if he ran back there they're like um, well if i catch 19 pounds i'm back in this thing exactly (laughs) and so it's like i don't like for me it's funny because when i saw so I, i saw your bag well i mean his bag i was like okay those are two like solid bags back there um but then when I saw Taylor way and then, you know, I was like, okay. Cause I knew that he was going to make that run too. You know, I, I kind of had a feeling, you know, that he was going to go back in Darbon. And, um, I, from fishing, I fought, I fished a California, uh, it was the California open on clear Lake this past year as a co. Um, mm-hmm. and I ended up catching a check there. And in that event, we ended up fishing backwater. Instead of main lake stuff, I practiced main lake with my buddy and figured out a bite on the main lake. And then um, I literally had, I had one rod or I had, I brought a flip rod and a frog rod just in case left it in my truck. And I had, I had a real, I had one reel that had braid on it. Everything else was floral, like getting all, all, all ready for it. Um, yeah, John, everyone hit that thumbs up. <laughs> and, uh, and my co or my boater calls me up and he's, I'm like, yo dude, what are we doing tomorrow? He's like, flipping and frogging and i was like wait what (laughs) i wasn't ready for that at all but i was like hey those are two of my strengths man i love flipping and frogging let's do this and i I asked my buddy uh my other buddy dominic i'm like hey dude he like luckily works at tackle warehouse (laughs) and um and he goes like yo you got any extra braid he's like dude i got like one spool of 65 bro like you're lucky and i'm like so i have two rods with braid we go back there and we go to we go to town um, we ended up sacking like 20 pounds day one and there was three other four, four other boats back there. And, um, day two, I ran to a different backwater in a different part of the lake. And, um, and the guys that ran back to that other place, um, yeah, exactly. I drew crutcher. I drew, I drew crutcher on the last day. Um, that's, that's cool that you, you saw that, uh, which is again on the YouTubes. You guys can go back and check it out. Um, learned a lot from uh, from from Mark, and that was really cool. Yeah, he's he's legit. He's a good dude. Um, hammer. Uh, I learned that, you know, fish in backwaters. Yeah, they'll be back there. One, two. You can nail them, hammer them if you can get in there on 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 the day one of an event. But three day events usually aren't won backwaters because one, they just don't reload, and two, those fish become just pressured just by the amount of boat traffic. And especially if guys do good in the day one, Doc Talk gets gets out a lot faster and a lot more than a lot of people think. And all it takes is just one little whisper and then 50 boats know about it. And so my guy that I drew day one, 
he went back in the same area and he ended up getting like only 17 pounds day two and fell down a little bit. I squeaked, I think we squeaked out another like 19 pound bag um, out of a different backwater, but the same thing had happened. Uh, my buddy who had went uh, day one in that backwater ended up stroking him and day two, everyone's weights fell. And so going into this event, I knew that yes, if I had found a backwater, it would be good for one day. Um, but I didn't think it was going to be one of the spots that I thought would reload um, throughout a day or even over overnight. Uh, and so I guess going into day two, I had confidence because I knew that you guys were all going to go run back up there. And after I saw the weights that from the guys were up there, I was like, okay, well, Let's just hope to God that Kobe doesn't sack another 20 pounds and put this thing away. But well, and at the same time, you're like, well, if Kobe catches them, right? But if I still catch 12 pounds, right? Like, yeah, second was 15th, and then, like, everybody, like, it was tight, right? It felt, so, like, yeah, you're like, if I can 12 pound him to death, yeah, I, I got a really good shot of being second or third, right? Like, even yeah, if he catches them again, exactly. And 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 Kobe, so he was right next to me in the boatyard, so I was talking to him. He's like, yeah, I've, you know, I've been here, you know, I've been to the championship seven times, you know, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've been to the classic twice. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, dude, you're a freaking hammer, bro. You're gonna like lay waste to everyone here. And he just like kind of chuckles, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna get smoked right now. And um, yeah, so you know, I my goal. So I, I, my, my non-boarder that I drew, um, Dustin, uh, I forgot where he's from. Another really good dude. We're the same age. And so it was great. We were like, not, not Dustin, up. not Dustin draft. Did you? That was, yeah, yeah. He ended up fishing last day with us. Was that, was yeah, that Dustin draft from Wisconsin? He was my co day three at lacrosse. Okay. So he, he stuck 12 pounds from the back of the boat with the South African Justin day one. And I was like, dude, you're going to like stick all these fish, bro. Like, I was just, I was like, all right. So my goal was, you know what? There's going to be release fish. I'm going to stay close at first. Um, Just get out, like going. And I'm going to just try to, my goal was to get, if I can get three fish in really quick, because I knew that this, this cloud cover that we had had was going to clear up. Yeah. Uh, and so I put down, like, I, I, I was still in the idle zone heading north. And I, I pull my trolling motor and I start fishing. Um, one of the guys from Ohio, he had put down a little bit earlier and I was like, Hey man, like I was going to start a little bit further up. Like you cool with that? He's like, dude, you're in a way better position than me and dude, do it. Nick, and Nick so, Leonard could get yeah, such a good dude. And so I gave him some space. I put down, start with the spinner bait and it was like, it's a good looking second, stretch right there for sure. Oh dude, it looks money. You know, like it's a perfect band. There's like rock and that lay down, stick one off of that a couple casts later, boom, stick another one. Crank, crankbait, boom, stick one on the crank. And they're all like nothing big. Everything was like a pound and a half, but it was like confidence, you know? I just got three fish by nine o'clock. Like, this is crazy, you know? I And so I had this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, wow, now I can like really fish with a clear head. Um, and that's when I was like, okay, I'm going to bounce that same stuff. That one spot that I, I stuck that one that was just shy of four, I'm like, I'm going to stop on that same stretch, but I'm going to pick it apart a little bit more. And so I, I pick, I pull in on this one tree Spinnerbait, 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 spinnerbait. Nothing. Dustin flips out behind, flips out behind the boat, sinks it out a little bit, slow rolls it right behind at the tip of the tree. Boom! Sticks like a three pounder. Freaking flips into the boat. I'm just like, what? Are you serious? Like, oh, it's like Mark Edmonds all over again. Go to the next tree, flip in there. Spinnerbait, spinnerbait, flip a jig. Nothing. He throws in there again. Boom! Sticks another one. Two and a half pounds. I'm like, 
oh my gosh. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm pumped for you. You're still in this. Like, guarantee majority of the non-voters don't have nearly the weight that you have. Like, dude, you're fine. Except and, for Ray. Um, <laughs> yeah, except for Ray. Because <laughs> Ray's a hammer. Uh, and, uh, and so we start... Start bouncing some main lake, uh, some main river stuff. I stick another one on a crank. So I got four fish. I'm feeling good. Um, and I pull around to that stretch where day one Mark dumps the three. Uh, and there was something about that stretch too, where just like, it felt right. It was deeper water closer to a, a, a bend and a, some good sparse laydowns. start flipping around and I changed the jig trailer up a couple of times. Like I go from like a, like a really flappy, like June bug trailer on a Brown jig to like a green pumpkin trailer. And then I go back to this June bug trailer and I see this, this little, I see like a little stump that's, that has a, a decent root ball on it. And it was kind of like by itself a little bit. And uh, I flip up there and the way that the fish were eating it, they weren't hammering it. It was weird because in practice, when you flip in there, boom, you'd smoke there. Oh, they, oh, they got it. Or, you know, you really feel it. But on tournament day, especially even day one, when they'd eat it, they would just pick it up. They wouldn't like hammer it and swim off. They'd just pick it up and hold it. And so after figuring that kind of deal out day one, when day two rolled around, I flipped in there. I was swinging on everything. I probably shot the jig over my head like five or six times. And uh, I flipped the jig in there. I felt the gum and I just set into it and as soon as i set into it i felt the thing surge i watched a boil under the 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 stump and i'm like that's her and then she comes out of the stump and i made sure to see like how good she had the jig she had it good and i flipped her in the boat and uh, dustin goes like bro that's a five pounder (laughs) i'm like ah go to the live well room and check it i start fishing again and then like five minutes later i'm like okay i need to check and so i take out the scale i hold it up it's like a like it was like a three and three quarter and uh, so we were big iron fish because, you know, catching a bunch of one pounders, you're like, you catch a three and you think it's a giant. But and um, so that's when Dustin goes. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they would just and then just sit. They wouldn't like. Wow, that's that's rad, man. That's really cool. I threw it. I threw a, a Senko around. I didn't throw a weightless. Actually, I did throw a weightless, but I threw a four inch. Um, I didn't throw a big size. Uh, I just felt like I had to just cover water. Um being at the front of the boat uh and and so i stuck that fish he's like dude you're fishing tomorrow bro um i don't know what golf means but sure (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i like to fish um and so that's when it kind of like relaxed me a bit um i knew that i had about nine pounds for that that limit I had a couple squeakers, you know, um, and so it was about 1230. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start working my way back down. Um, I just want to bounce some of these spots that I had hit them the day before. And sure enough, roll into that same little stretch that I had caught that first, like, like aha moment crankfish. Stick another one that was like a two and a half. Get it in the boat. Call out one of the small ones. Run all the way back. It's about, it's 230 240 at this time run back to that same little like riprap stretch sure enough start working on that with the square bill again stick another one two and a half get it in the boat call out the other one so i was like all right cool like that's i'm 10 pounds i thought it was yeah i was like okay that's at least 10 pounds like pumped dude you're a big guy you thought you had 12 again (laughs) i was like i was like oh just, that's a limit. Only a couple of them look fat, but they kept shrinking. Um, 
Yeah, no, it was. It was definitely racing because I, I that was like really the first time I'd ever called out two times like back to back days in a in a multi day tournament format in the last ten minutes, um, and uh, that was that was neat. And so when I go in way in, they're like, dude, like it was like eleven six or something like that. Um, they're like, big bag of the day, and I'm like, wait, how much did Kobe had? Like he had four pounds. I was like. <gasps> I was like, oh my gosh. And I had seen him running down when I was far up north. I seen him running yeah. down. And I was like, I looked at him like, what? You get him? He just like looked at me and just looked straight and just like stayed on pad. I was just like, oh man, I don't, I wonder. Yeah, because he, he ran up to the spillway. He started at the spillway. Dude, he said he ran over three and a half hours, day two. Yeah, he, he ran all the way to the spillway. But a guy from Utah who was like boat 48 the first day, decided to use yeah. his boat try to go up there. I don't know if he'd ever been up there because he smoked his prop five times trying to get up there. His boat sounded really rough when he was coming back down, but he got to the spillway oh, and oh, caught oh, some oh. fish on the spillways. Wow. Um, he was the guy that was the guy that came up there that wasn't up there the day before. He's the okay. only one that really caught any fish. Taylor caught a small limit up there. Yeah. Uh, those were the two first guys up there. <clears throat> um, but everybody else... I don't, I don't know if anybody else even got a bite up there. Oh, my co caught one. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it was rough. Like, it was a ghost town. I mean, you wow. saw that in my practice video. Like, I I broke out the Nico rig. I broke out the baby brush hog. Like, I just, yeah. I don't know, didn't go. You know, and I salvaged one, one fish. And That's I missed wild. one other good bite. I went back in that one hole where I got my fish in practice. Those, and, I, and I fished hard in there. And I missed one really good bite. That doubled mm-hmm. over my rod, but I didn't get a hook in him. Yeah, I don't know if he just had the plastic or the weight, but like, I mean, in the end, that wouldn't have mattered. It would have yeah. put me a lot closer going into date. Um, but yeah, that was, and then obviously, I just, I basically I fished that spot to the bitter end, mm-hmm. um, because I knew I didn't have enough gas to run up or down when I got back there. So I basically cut it super close. Yeah, and uh, went down with the ship per se in that one area after i caught that one um yeah brian was there in like 2011 or 2012 last time skeeter provided boats to the the nation that's crazy um but yeah so awesome to you you got so you jump all the way to second right behind kobe after day two i fall the way back to 18th from sixth but i was number two in the northern division so i got to fish day three but i'm like eight pounds back of the lead and like Three, four so pounds out of the check range, which isn't crazy, but like you're guys still, caught him there. on day three. I mean, people caught him. So like yeah. I would have had I would have had now like a 20 pound bag to make classic at that point no. or something crazy. Like um I could have probably caught him better. Um why don't I talk about my day three quick first and then we'll talk about your day three. <laughs> so my day three, I was like, I'm not going back up to the spillway. I don't want to mess with the guys that are in contention up there because like really yeah. and it's like I, I don't know. I'm going to learn something about this river and go down swinging, try some things. Right. And I, and I yeah. know I had that one good bite and I know there's some good fish in the river. I didn't mm-hmm. know where you guys were fishing. Um, but the thing is like, I pull out and I start to turn left and I see the guy from Zimbabwe start right across. And I was like, really? And I go like, a little literally. bit further down and I see another boat and I go a little bit further down. And I see another boat. And I was like, dude, there's like half the top 10 is fishing right within sight of the ramp in the morning. And I'm like, man, I missed something here. I'd go down, fish that area that I wanted to fish on day one that I couldn't make it. And I just kind of run new water back and 
coming up the river. I catch a handful of dinky spots and little largemouth, nothing that measures. I run up. I fish that stretch where you and Nick were fishing. And I fished that first day of practice really hard, never got a bite. Um, but then I jumped up to where those really, like, orange riprap rocks just outside that lake with that big steel wall. Yeah. On the yeah, right side, yeah. yep, just yep, before yep. Darbone. That one big. And I catch lean, a couple. Of sh- what's that? That one big leaning uh, steel yeah, wall. Corrigan. And then it's like rocks that are out, and then it turns into yeah. a riprap, and then right. Yeah, it looks good. And, and I, uh, I caught a little short spot, and I caught a really small keeper spot, another short spot, and I was like, oh, I caught a fish. All right, whatever. Yeah. So I start running up, and I was like, oh, I want to go try that one area in Darbone again. <laughs> Where I missed that fish yesterday. I get in there, get and I fi- actually fished the mouth of Darbone really hard, where you had started on day one. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Like mid morning. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is good. Go keep going. Oh, don't tell me you can. <laughs> I will literally punch you to the screen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, I run up, get sucked in that. I fish that spot super hard. I'm the only one in the boat. I'm super quiet. I turn my electronics off. It's just mm-hmm. me. I'm like, I'm going to be super stealthy. I'm going to pick it apart. Yep. Never get a sniff. Wow. Run a few other places up there around Holland's Bluff. Maybe catch a short. Maybe don't. Kind of crappie. Uh, got one measly, probably 10 ounce spot in the live well. I mean, he was tiny. Uh, I run back out to the river. I see Dustin coming by the mouth of Darbone. He's hitting that corner as I come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I shoot across and start going up start fishing just below where cheetah stuck that one and yeah. i catch two keeper spots pretty quick on a spinner bait and i fish a bunch of stuff up towards that lake and i catch a couple shorts and fish some of that stuff on the way back end up with three fish for two seven wow. <laughs> so i had a 12 and a half a 13 and a 14 incher and they only weighed two pounds seven ounces dude it's crazy how someone weighed in the seven ounce fish but right after i caught my second spot I'm fishing up that bank and here comes yeah. this old ranger coming down river with like two hours to go. And he swings in and he's like, I'm heading in. I'm, I'm, I'm about done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? You were on the left-hand side, huh? Yeah. You pulled yeah. up on me and you're like, uh, um, I think I'm done. I'm, I'm heading in. I, I got pretty lucky today. <laughs> yeah. I was pretty like lost for words at that point. I also, I also, I didn't know, you know, I, like, like any, I don't know. I was trying to keep myself honest and I was trying to keep the expectation um, in check because I knew that I had enough to just stay in the top three. Right. So that's all like, I would allow my head to get there. Um, But uh, yeah, man. I'll let you finish your story and then. I'll... No, but yeah, but I mean, so I, I knew, I knew, I was like, I didn't even catch enough weight to catch the guy in tenth place to get a check, yeah. even if he zeroed, right? Like, yeah. <clears throat> so I was like, whatever, come in, get to go on the stage, get to thank everybody, get to see all those kids from the local high school, yeah, um, cool. and then just kind of take in the show at that point. Yeah. Like, I, like there wasn't any pressure. Like, I fished really hard all morning, and I fished with intensity, and I fished with urgency, mm-hmm. but I didn't have pressure because I was so far back. Like I wanted yeah. to do well. I wanted to make something happen. I wanted to have that Cinderella story because like I had this premonition the whole time. Like I got into like lacrosse so late last minute and then I almost win it. 
And then like, it just felt like it was so meant to be. And then I go out and catch them the next day. And then I stumbled day two, but I get into the cut. And I was like, well, you still have a chance, right? And, like, I felt like it was all set up. And then you know, it just didn't happen on day three. But um, it was fun to be there. Because the year before at Pickwick, I missed the cut by two ounces. I finished 11th and missed by two ounces. And Jeez. was third in my region. Oh. And like, so like, so two years in a row, I came out swinging top five or six you know, day one and then just couldn't back it up. That's, but. that's killer, man. That's, I mean, that's, that's, it's hard to do. Cause I mean, sure. Like you, the regionals, I mean, just like out West, I'm sure like the, the, your, your boat fields are at least over 50, you know? Um, but yeah, that's wild. I mean, we had 90 boats at lacrosse, I think. Gee. Yeah. So day three, you roll out and you just, uh, was it, did it come easy? Like how did it no. go down? Uh, okay. So, Obviously, we get the news of, um, you know, we get the news of Aaron. And uh, and so that was kind of, that was pretty hectic. Um, I, it's so funny because, like, Kobe's in front of me. I know that he had kind of sniffed out what I was doing. Because, you know, he had, at this point, he's like, I just made a decision. And I'm going to stick to my decision. And I was listening to him, like, oh, you sucker. You're going to stay on the main river, aren't you? And you had a feeling that I was cranking. All right, whatever. Uh, and, but I knew, I like, he I ran up to a lake up north, didn't he? He did. Uh, but then he also he 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 stayed he stayed south too. Um, uh, but uh, he he ran up north early, I think. But so my 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 game plan, I knew at least Zach from Arizona was going to go hit the mouth of Darbone. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks, Dax. Um, and. Uh, <clears throat> So I knew that also my boat not being a fast one, I knew that everyone was going to be able to blow by me, like no problem on the main river. Um, and so I was thinking too, okay, we're going to have, it's post frontal, it's bluebird. I need to catch them during low light mm-hmm. and I need to get three in the boat quick or, or else it's going to be like a super grind. And so that was my goal. Three fish before 1030 um, and, and move, never get settled in and move. Uh, bounce the good stuff that I thought looked good, follow my intuition and just keep covering water. And so I shot left and I went South and I haven't, I didn't fish South in, in like first day of practice. It was the only time I went South. So I had saw something that looked good in practice and, you know, bass just being like professional murderers. I know that even if they get released and they get caught one day, doesn't mean that the very next day they're going to set up and they're going to want to kill something in the morning. And so I tie on a chartreuse crank um, and I didn't fish a chartreuse crank the whole tournament or practice. Um, And I put my trolling motor down and I start, again, I'm able to change my angle because I don't have a co with me. Um, I don't have my graphs on either. And I start cranking and my third or fourth cast, I stick a three and a half pounder. And I, I check to see how good she has it. She has my tr- my back trouble, and I have both of her lips buttoned shut with her with my back trouble. And I get her head up and I get her in the boat. I, I don't even try to like I just like swing her in. I'm like, all right, that's a start. I weigh her three and a half. I was like, all right. So we go idle up, right? I get on bass track. I'm like, 
2.8. Just to like kick it over a little bit and like add a little bit of drama. I mean, I worked in the entertainment industry for a while. You know, I was like, you got to have fun with it. So I'm like, "Ah, 2.8 and I'm going to just put my phone away. And I just put the phone away for the rest of the day. It was uh, the same unknown uh, balsa crank. So black back, chartreuse, um, triple grips. That, that was the deal. Um, and so I uh, I get that fish in. I'm pumped. Put it in bass track. I see Justin coming down the South African, and he, and and I and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got a freaking solid fish in here, and it's not even ten minutes in. Guys are still blasting off, and I had put that fish in the box. Um, that was like a huge, like confidence boost and a relaxing moment. I saw Justin and he's like, I'm like, how you doing mate? And he's like, Oh, nothing yet. He's like, you got anything? And I'm like, yeah, three and a half pounder. He's like, ah, you cunt. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, yes, you took my fish. And I'm like, ah, bud. And he laughs. Uh, Cause you know, we made good friends. He was parked right next to me in the boatyard. And he's like, hey, would you do me a favor? And I'm like, what's that? He's like, hey, would you leave that uh, that houseboat and behind the houseboat for me? And I was like, of course, dude, I'm out. And so I fish another like 50, 50 yards up. I pull the trolling motor and, and I get out of there. Um, I roll up on that little, uh, that bend, you know, where Nick and I were fishing. I, that bend, yeah. I pull up. You stop on the little like rock, little, yeah. like little, that little point that he was that actually little, sitting on. That little point and then past it where the riprap starts. Yeah. Um, I stick another, I stick a line burner, uh, literally like just goes, just goes. And I'm like, whew, get it in the box. Like, literally. Yeah. Like 10 ounce. If that, if that, um, get up on pad, bounce to the other side. I didn't fish that riprap. I catch a short. I'm like, whatever, keep moving. Bounce, 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 bounce. Fish a couple different things that I've never stopped at that like look good. Just stopped, fished it real quick. Kept moving, kept moving. Stopped at the tree that uh, Dustin stuck a couple out of, you know, uh, and then I turned around and I ran down that. I didn't get any, anything else. I'm like, mm, okay, camera boat, uh, Dayton hits me up. He's like, hey, dude, where are you at? And I'm like, oh, okay. So I send him my location and he pulls up on me and he's like, hey, do you got any? I'm like, I got a three pounder. Let me hold it up for you. And it's like, I pull, I hold, I pull out the three pounder. I'm like gripping, death gripping this thing in the middle of my boat. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, mess this thing up. And so he gets a couple of photos. He's, he's stoked. I know he's trying to do this. You don't want to have a gym bitter moment. Oh my gosh. I was, I was, I death gripped that thing. And uh, man, and he definitely tore me up. Uh, Throw in the box and start working. I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go hit the mouth of the bayou real fast. Um, uh, he's like, all right, dude, good luck, man. And so he takes off. I pull in um, and I put down still on the main river. And I, uh, unlike the prior days where I'm swinging a little bit wider, I pull in really tight and I pick up the spinnerbait uh, and I just start, you know, s- slowly winding the spinnerbait through all the trees and boom, swing, keep grinding, three and a half pounder. Uh, right at the mouth of Darbone, and uh, I, I'd feel I had a feeling that everyone was going to hit it early. Um, and after the experience of day one, just knowing that those fish didn't bite, and that me and the other guy that knows how to fish like didn't get a single bite the way through, I'm like maybe they are turned off. 
by the pressure when when boats are coming into that channel um and uh and so that's why i had a feeling you know what that that bayou still has shade cover at 10 o'clock and then after that the, the sun swings and it kind of gets a little bit of sun but i knew that it was still going to be in shade then and um and so yeah when i pulled in there i caught that fish i was like dude it's 10 15 i just hit my goal like i'm pumped uh and um yeah, so I just probably just missed you. I was trying. Did you hit it just before me or just after me? That's what I'm trying to figure. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, it was. It was probably it was probably around anywhere from like ten fifteen to ten, probably ten thirty, like on the mark. Um, and so I start bouncing uh, my main river stuff, and uh, I catch another short. And it was uh, just a little guy. So I got a four, uh, I'm like four fish in the box and it's around 12, 1230. And I'm like, okay, I got, I still have some time. All I need to do is like flip up, uh, you know, another four pounder like I did the other day, start flipping again, uh, nothing, pick up a spinner bait, you know, just kind of jump fishing. And um, after 1038, huh? You went there just before me. I got there at like 1038. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally just pulled out. Well, good for you, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> you suck. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so I, because uh, did you I jump across fished. after that? Huh? Did you jump across the river after you finished fishing it? I fished it in and then there's that slough that cuts the left. Like when you come in, so you come into Darbone, like the mm-hmm. idle, like main river, come in left-hand side, fish that. I caught that fish there. I fished it all the way down. There's the cypress snubs. And then there's a there's another slough if you yeah. hang a left. I pulled into that slough. I fished it all the way down. I was like, you know what? I got a wild hair. I'm going to come up in there. I went up in, started fishing some of the stuff. I didn't turn on my graph. I turned on my graph and I said it was two and a half foot. And I was like, dude, they're not going to be in here. I like turn my graph off, turn around, idle out. Um, get out of there, head up north crank a little bit, catch that short, keep going. Um, literally a couple of weeks ago, I got to fish with K pink, uh, at the U S open. Yeah. And, um, and that was really cool. Um, got to talk to him and he did this bass U talk on like, what's his favorite conditions for square billing. And he talks about, uh, bluebird skies and post frontal. And, and I'm like, why would he say that? Like, that is like the absolute polar opposite of what people think of, like when it comes to cranking conditions. Um, and it made sense because, oh, it's in a reaction bite. Like you smash a fish in the face, he's going to eat that thing no matter what time of day it is. And it can be midday. And, you know, as long as you hit the right target, that fish will eat it. And so literally his voice like pops into my head, like bluebird skies post frontal. I'm like, oh my gosh, pick up the square bill again, start firing up this one stretch that I had not fished, but I had, it's funny because I hadn't, I didn't even really realize it was there. I fished this bend and I look up and it was like, like the heavens opened up and I saw this stretch and I was like, I've never seen that. I'm like, I'm going to go hit that stretch. And something pulled me over that stretch. I pull, go over that stretch and I start, I start fishing that stretch. And um, there's these perfect like uh, cypress needles that are just like a couple inches under the water. And like, they would be in small little bunches, like two, three, and then another like 15, 20 yards. And then another one, and then another 10 yards and like three and I get like three cranks on this one and it just stops and it boils 
and I get kind of hung up. My drag slips a second and I keep on it and I just kind of keep the steady pressure. And, and then she comes off of the, off the stump and my heart's pounding. I'm looking down. I just want to see how good she has it. And I notice that she has it good in her mouth and I do a, a rod directional change to get her head up. Her head comes up. And as soon as her head comes up out of the water, I boat flip her in the boat. And, um, that's when I like, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, and you guys are going to see it in a couple of weeks. Um, but I, I grabbed the fish and I'm like, I'm like, I think I have a shot at this thing. But then I'm like, no, 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 no. Check expectations, you know, keep me like, at least we're, we might be going to the classic, you know, but this is insane. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, I just caught this fish, but like I, I knew in my head that I at least had 10 pounds and uh, I just remember, you know, going into it. If I can catch 10 to 11 pounds a day, I'll be okay. And uh, I knew that I had it then, but I didn't know, like I didn't, uh, uh, like I said earlier, I just didn't want to get my hopes up. And so I go up, I start flipping again. I stick another spot on, on a jig. Thing smokes it, doesn't like gum it, just like boom. I'm like, whoa, I thought, and then like yeah. the, the spots, out, like, the spots, the spots would eat it. <laughs> dude, smoke it. And I and, and I got this spot so good and it came out like I thought I brained this thing. And I was like, shit, I'm gonna have a dead fish. Like, this isn't good, you know? And I look at him like I get her in the live roll real quick. I like call out that line burner and uh and I keep checking on the spot. Spot's doing okay, and I'm like, "All right, cool. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start making my way, my way back." At this point, it's it's about one o'clock, and um, that's when I'm like, "I'm heading back." Like I, that's and then I had me. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I had a couple moments where I was like, uh, my my intuition was saying, "Stop and fish this. Stop. Why are you blowing by this again? Like, stop and fish it." And so I was like, "Uh, half like, uh, no, no, keep going. Just get back to the ramp, man. Like, just get close within trolling motor distance because." Like you just don't like you don't know. You have a nineteen ninety bass boat. Like <laughs> I have a nineteen ninety bass boat, you know, it's two years like younger than me, you know. It's like I I just I, I just didn't want to take any chances. Um and uh there's actually a stretch where I'm like, you know what, let me just swing for it a little bit. I, I tie on a swim bait, uh like an eight inch paddle tail and <laughs> I skip I skip some uh some of the laydowns that I had fished a stretch and I, I knew that, you know. I didn't get bit on the stretch, but I was like, you know what? Maybe they'll eat a bigger bait. Maybe. Um, and I like, and if I stick one, it's going to be a good one. And so I fish, I fish the, the swim bait for probably about like a half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, and, uh, that that's when Taylor pulls up in the middle, uh, in his tin boat. I was like, sup dude. He's like, sup, you get them. And I was like, ah, like maybe 10 pounds. And I was like, you get them. He's like, yeah, I sacked them. And I was like, nice what do you got he's like wow like 13 maybe 14 i was like dude you did good what'd you get yesterday and he's like 17 i was like i still got you he's like what i'm like yeah i probably had like 10 pounds i got two squeakers he's like what are your, your good ones i was like i got three that are like three and a half he's like dude you have like 11 or 12 pounds i'm like ah i don't know something like that he's just like gets back on pad starts hitting down so i get on pad i'm like i want to hit that rip rat stretch one last time um but i'm gonna hit it way early and I hit that stretch. I go down, change color, go back up, change color, go down. I do it four times because I'm like, no one's hit it. I'm going to just kind of fish around this area. I don't want to go. I know if I, as soon as I get into the idle zone, there's going to be 10 boats. And sure enough, you know, like you literally, I turn the corner and there's 10 boats, everyone fishing like super close. And so I'm like, oh man, all right, whatever. Let me pull around, pull around. 
start fishing a Senko again up against the, um, uh, in the backs of some of those, those houseboats and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe they'll eat this. You know, I was just kind of, at this point I was just buying, like just trying to kill time. But then in the back of my head, I was like, you know what? If you didn't fish super hard to the very end and someone catches you, you're a freaking idiot. And I just like kept thinking in my head, I'm like, this can come back and haunt me and bite me so bad if I did it, grind it out and I played it safe. And, and that was a valuable lesson, even though like right. you want to, up- you want to play it smart, not safe. Right. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I was just like, oh, I'm like, and so it, it was, that was the, that was the conflict in my heart, you know? And, and um, and so when we came in and Taylor goes, yeah, and I'm like, oh, God. And he caught that last four pounder with five minutes left. And he's like, dude, I got like 16 pounds. I was like, dang, dude. And then like someone else, like I'm horrible at math. And someone was like, dude, I think you still have them. Like how much you got? And I'm like, eh, 10 and a half, maybe like probably maybe 11. And he's like, yeah, dude, I think as long as you have 10 and a half, I think you still have them. And I'm like, okay, I got that. I asked Kobe. I'm like, Kobe, sack him. He looks at me. He's like, yeah, dude, 18 pounds. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, nah, man, I got like five and a half, maybe six pounds. I was like, oh. And so I was like, I was feeling good at this point because I was like, all right. Like I assumed in my head with another 10, 11 half pound bag, uh, at least I'm going to get top three. So I started, you know, after I talked to you, talked to a couple other people, I'm like, okay, I think I I might, I'm sitting in the top three. I don't know where. And uh, here comes Chris Johnson with the other old ranger. And I was like, yeah. when I seen him, like him and his wife, I was like, old Ranger gang. And like, we kind of, we nodded at each other at the gas, at the gas station and whatnot during practice. And he had stopped and checked in on me, um, on the river. And he's like, you got him. I was like, and I had, I had three pounds at the, or three fish at the time. And he's like, I got one fish. And I'm like, dude, you got time, man. And so he comes in, I was like, what'd you sack him? You fill out your limit. He's like, I did. And I'm like, nice dude. Like, what'd you get? He's like 13 pounds. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, like maybe even 14. And I was like, dang, what'd you have yesterday? And he's like, ah, like 22 pounds. I'm like, come on, you just want it. Like in my head, like I was like, oh, okay, he just won. I was like, well, see, and that's why I don't get my hopes up. Like literally, that was exactly what I told myself. I was like, that's why you don't get your hopes up right there. You just, you just get it. Talk to look over to Ben Bird, who's right next to me. What another West Coast dude. And um, thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Um, And, uh, Ben Burgos, he's like, dude, he's probably small on it too. Like, if he says he has 13 pounds, he probably has like 14. And I was like, great. So I was, and at that at that point, I was like, you know what? At least I'm going to the classic. That was my goal. Like, that was I'm I'm more than more than stoked. And uh, and so they pull us out, and you know, this was like probably one of my highlights um, is when we we get in line, the bump tank, and like or the bump boards, he like checks the fish out. And like these two kids come up to me, they're like, Hey mister, can you sign my hat? <laughs> I'm like, of course, dude. And like sign their hat, talk to them about fishing a little bit. And they're weighing Chris Johnson at this time. And I just don't really pay attention because I'm paying attention to these kids. And um, that's when I see you, I see Nathan, uh, I see Zach and Jake and you guys are all walking up and you guys are like, dude, like, I think you have it. And I'm like, no, dude, the guy in the old Ranger like hasn't weighed in yet. They're like, yeah, he just weighed 10 pounds. And I'm like, no, no, no. The guy in the old Ranger hasn't weighed in yet. He said he had 13 pounds. Like, and I think it was Zach. He's like, no, dude, he has 10 pounds. He just weighed. And I see his boat pull away. And then that's when, like, it, like, hits me. And and that's when I just turn white. And I, like, basically, like, I'm like, I think I just won this thing. But, again, myself, like, 
hearing like just like being able to like check my expectation i was like no 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 no, no. like it's not over till the fat lady sings no fat lady has sung yet like check myself like uh, you know kobe could be bsing me and he's gonna call him like i, I i've had dudes in california do that like oh, i got like 12 pounds and go up and weigh a 16 pound bag it's like you know i just i'm like oh, gosh i don't want to i don't want to even entertain it and so I kicked Taylor out of the hot seat and I'm like, get out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. like, when, I, when I walked up to you, you looked like you were about ready to puke. Dude. It... Yeah. How'd the footage turn out? Did it turn out? Can you use uh, it? All of it did. Yeah. Uh, oh, what you took? That was horrible. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to have the screen grab from YouTube. Yeah. But actually, so, they don't have the day three and way in up. Oh, they don't? Oh. Well, I think they got the. Um, I, yeah, I'm going to pick Yeah, they have your clip. clip. Yeah, on YouTube. I'll probably end up like pulling that clip off, but um, so yeah, when they uh, you know, bumped Taylor and Taylor is funny because we we've had like a little rivalry, but like a that's how you like point or like yeah, I'm like because he you know he bumped me out and, and have a suit, you know he he had he he had it you know, and I wish I had more gas because I knew that I had to run to the river to get a limit, but I didn't have enough gas to make that run. And he ended up taking it and I was, and I was impressed. Cause he's like, yeah, I've been to the classic before. I'm like, dude, you're a freaking stud, dude. I'm like, good job. And but I want my revenge. And, uh, that's what, you know, and so when I got to kick him off that seat, that was, that felt good. And, you know, it, it, and then from there, I just, I just couldn't wait for Kobe to bring up his bag to the scale. You know, I was just so anxious at that point. And I completely forgot about the prize money. I forgot about the boat. I forgot about the elites, all of that. Um, I was so in the moment of fishing and, 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 and trying to be connected on the last day that I literally forgot about all those things until I was sitting down and John said, Hey, you know, would, you know, if you make it, are you going to fish the elites? And it was just so surreal to me that, that, that was even like an option. And I, uh, and of course, like being in my position, you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. And, and when you said that, I'm like, this has been a lifelong dream for me. You know, like as much as I only started bass fishing, um, tournament bass fishing, like in 2018, like I was a little kid playing with a Bass Pro truck and bass boat in a, I would fill up the tub only a quarter away just so I had a ramp and, 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 and I would play in there for hours with my imagination, like, like, you know, launch the boat and like go and fish and then put it back on. And I, I remember that so vividly, I, I must've been seven or eight years old. It's always been my dream to have a bass boat. And so when he said like, well, you fish the classic or what do you fish the, the elites? And I'm like, dude, hell yeah, man. Like I've always wanted to do this. And I've, you know, working in Hollywood and working in LA, it's just, the place is just, it's toxicity. You know, the, the money's great. Um, and I've learned a lot and I've made a lot of connections and I've met a lot of like really good people, but I, my profession is to make other people look good. You know, my profession is like, like, like to be I, 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 like a technical, like I'm a technical lighting director for still photography. So I like, you know, light these celebrities and make them look good. But in the reality, like all I'm doing is I'm making them more famous. I'm making, I'm making the photographer way more money and I'm only getting a small little sliver. But then the best part of that is that I had the freedom to go and fish as much as I wanted to. 
And so that was the biggest gift, but I've been looking and searching and trying to find a way out of this industry because it's like, dude, you you just get stuck into it. And it just becomes such a grind where you're like, oh my gosh, like I, I, this sucks. You know, I have to bite my tongue all the time because just, I don't have to say anymore. It's Los Angeles, you know? Yeah. And so the fact that this has given me an opportunity to step away from something that I, I fell into the industry and I'm, uh, and I'm grateful for it, but I've been looking for a way out. And the fact that I got this opportunity and have the biggest win of my life and with the biggest opportunity of my life, there's no way in hell it's going to turn it down. And so, yeah, when, when Kobe put that bag up there and it said, I saw in a little corner, there's a smaller readout before John said anything. It said six, two or something like that. I, that's when my heart really dropped. And I was like, Holy crap, dude, I just won the national championship. And uh, yeah, super special. That's sweet. Yeah. Dude. <clears throat> yeah. So, <clears throat> so you are fishing the elites. It's official. Like it's official. I, I said the moment in. you were all in, but now you also have like, deposits down you're ready to go right. like that's <clears throat> yep so you're headed to st john's or harris chain or wherever they're kicking things off and yep st john's, or... john's first harris chain which is basically then... like it's title it should be just like the delta you should be right just at like home. I mean, <clears throat> i'm already doing a bunch of research on it and i'm i i feel i feel good about those first two stops already and i'm so i'm pretty stoked uh, about that and then Hartwell I've already done a bunch of research too and now I'm like feeling really good about Hartwell too because that sets up like a lot of California lakes so yeah I'm excited man I really am um yeah, so you got like let's talk it's like so the Bass Nation's the Bass Nation's best package yeah they're giving you basically a lease a one-year lease on a it's Ranger like a one-year lease L, basically a gifted lease for a year basically mm-hmm. so uh a 520L Ranger with a 250 Merc on it, right? Yeah. Uh, you get use of a truck? No. No? That's not a thing no anymore? Yeah. Used to be a truck. Used to be a truck. Get... So if anyone out there owns a dealership or if you guys know, and this is like seriously what I need to like, I le- need to lean on the community because the community has been so like, so epic in, in, on this bit, like helping me get connect because next year is going to cost me $100,000. That's it. Like it next year is going to cost me a hundred thousand dollars win, lose or draw. And so, and I don't, and that's not even including a truck or a truck payment. So I'm, I've been working literally since last week, Monday, um, on, on accruing like sponsorships and whatnot. And I haven't inked anything in yet, but like the one biggest, biggest piece that is missing for me is a truck. So if anyone that's watching this and that can help me out with this is like, that would be so huge if you could connect me with like a dealership or someone that would be down to like help me with a lease or anything like that, that is the one thing that I need. Um, preferably something that's like diesel or, you know, like a bigger truck because I'm thinking about getting a camper, um, just to save more money. Uh, I, I got into this apartment like a little over like about a year ago. I have to get rid of it because you know, I, I can't, I'm not going to be here. For if anybody's looking months. for a sublet option and uh, yeah, yeah. looking for an I'm apartment. Ventura, <laughs> I'm five minutes away from the beach, dude. This place is sick. I wish I didn't have to get rid of, like, honestly, there's like a lot of things that that's with, with the win. It's, it's also, you know, it's, um, thanks, Kevin. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a lot because, you know, my, my life's changed. Um, and, 
and it's everything I've always asked for. But with this, it's come like this massive, massive mountain of logistical uh, troubleshooting. Um, so yeah, so you're basically like uh, getting rid of your home. You're basically like you're going to live on the road this year, right? Yeah. Well, I'm so I'm I'm guaranteed at least two years on the elites with uh, the Bass Nation birth, which is really cool because I think through FLW and the other ones, I think you only get one year. Um, so I'm guaranteed two you years. Get like, you get a portion of the entry fees, but you're not getting a free ride. Do not get a free ride at all. No, they no. give you 19 grand on the back end. So, which is just a little bit, I think about half, um, but on the back end. So you still have to front 45 so like You grand. have to pay the upfront payments and then they cover the, the last deposit or whatever. <clears throat> well, not even that. I think it comes at the very end of the year. I think it's just a reverse. Or the last third or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, but yeah, man. I'm I'm excited. I mean, I'm still like my dry my dry erase board's like completely full. I I just started this book literally on last Monday, and I'm already like you know just everything from notes to uh, on locations to uh, connections and 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 then budgeting. It's crazy. I'm almost done with like a like a pitch deck that I've been working on the past like few days, and uh, just trying to get all my ducks in line, man. Because you know I'm. I, I know with this opportunity comes the responsibility too. That I, if I give, if I half-ass this at all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna regret it, and, I, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna look back on it and be like, dude, you could have tried more. So I've literally been like losing sleep over it because I've been spending so much time just like, and on top of that, having to edit like my capture fish stuff. Um, but I'm you enjoying all... putting out two videos a week so you can get a little more YouTube money. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> I need to start doing like the whole like Randy Blockett thing, like. Hey guys, Eliza, quiet down. Uh, you know, <laughs> block is hilarious, dude. And I, it's so it's, cool because too bad you don't have kids in the back seat to drive around with while you're. Dude, like... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it, what is like one of the stipulations to be on the elites? You have to have like a wife and a dog and a camper. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it's it's crazy. But that's um, awesome. It's too bad yeah, you're not like an easier guy to pull for. Otherwise, I'd cheer for you. But oh well, thanks. Give me a <laughs> So you caught a ton of fish on a spinnerbait, right? I would say like yeah. half your fish were weighed on. What was your spinnerbait? Was that like a single Colorado, like a, like a special? Uh, it was a double. Uh, let me get it real quick. The collection. You ever got a spinnerbait pack for the Elite Tour? Look at them. Yeah, I'm already set on spinnerbaits. Oh, this one's a cool one. So uh, this was one I picked up in Oklahoma, and I actually I got um, – I got smoked on this one in practice, um, and that was a that was like a three pounder. Um, I tried to ask what Nathan what Nathan was throwing through a spinnerbait. He was catching more of them. But. Yeah, That's, <laughs> you should you should ask. Uh, I think they're all basically war eagles, um, with the exception of the custom with a couple of the custom ones. Um, okay. There was an oh yeah, uh, and that's that's another one. Yeah, yeah. So with that little red blade on it. Um, and then I was throwing a, a chartreuse, um, single, single tail, um, single curly tail as a trailer. I'm not showing them the juice, dude. Don't worry, bro. Gosh. Wait, what? This is like, this is like Bassy. You have to show the juice. You talking I already about? showed you guys the juice. Oh yeah. Check this out. So this is another one of those cranks. This, I made sure to retie every 10 minutes when I was cranking. I checked my line. If it had any time of a fray, I'd retie. I was cranking with 15 pound floral because I kept breaking off mono in practice. I checked 
the knot and I pulled out the eyelet. Hmm. And if I had not checked that, that would have been a three pound bass that I had pulled it out on. So that's weird um, that you're breaking off on mono. Yeah, I mean, it could be old. It's like, it could be old mono or something like that. But like, yeah. Was and it like, then, was it like some of that Charlie and XL that you got in a bass pack when you were living in Hawaii <laughs> when you were like twelve or what? <laughs> from like, from circa 1995. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna crank with that mono again. But yeah. I see what you did there, Mitchell. You're so funny. You're funny, <laughs> I should say. I've heard every. I'm like really interested to see how like Dave Mercer and all oh, these other buddy. dudes like have fun because everyone's just gonna have like a blast with my name. But I'm like, come on, guys! Like I grew up with this. <laughs> you got to impress me, man, to really get me to laugh because otherwise, I've heard it all. Yeah, uh, the spinnerbait was a deal for me too. Like this was like the spinnerbait I ordered before I left, and I pretty much ran with this thing the whole way it's a it's a half ounce bass man compact spinnerbait dude it looks good so it's a half ounce it's kind of small profile uh i went with this what they call a mag willow or a turtleback uh. kind of a hybrid because i just felt like well it's this is the one that jockamson runs with right and the fighter throws yeah. them and is it a no it's a bass man bass man okay and uh, they hold up really well the pike in minnesota and i and i knew it would be like okay this is not something other people are going to throw they may throw something like but like like everybody's going to have a, a war eagle and a right like people like that's you know an accent or a, a covert right but i wanted this and then i put this little three and a half inch arsenal minnow this little paddle tail on there because killer i wanted to bulk it up a little bit but i wanted yeah. it to be small right because i knew from being there in the past like bites are a premium so you want something that moves some water in the dirty water but you want something that like if they're going to eat it they're not going to miss it right like yeah and you want a little bit of thump uh and a half ounce you can work and the other thing i liked about having a trailer uh-huh. is especially on the cypress stumps i felt like it gave it a stall when it first hit the water while yeah. you were cranking it or like when you popped it right it would hover for like an extra tenth of a second right you'd get just that extra little bit of rate of stall i guess is what i would call it um, yeah i mean dude, which I, I think, think is important down there and uh yeah that was my setup and i ran this on 20 pound big game <laughs> oh wow yeah i was i was uh spinner baiting with 17 um yeah 17 and i went to mono because i knew like i was thought i'd spend more time in the backwaters of value where i was in like really shallow stumps where you're like constantly pulling it over i ended up fishing more bank stuff like you did uh where it wasn't so hard like you but yeah chartreuse huh the truce bro the truce if the i was doing chartreuse i would have caught 12 pounds on day two. <laughs> oh man yeah, yeah that's, is, that's uh... the bass man i don't know Oh, cool. If anybody needs some Bassmans, you can go on Omnia. Use the code that's scrolling across the bottom. Ooh. These are the Arsenal Tactical Minnows. These are little swim bait trailers I got on the back. Ooh, the Arsenal. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome that there's so many that come in a pack, you know? that's yeah. I like that. So That's rad. But that was my setup. Caught one fish on a fighting frog, but I thought it was a really good, like, you know... <laughs> I didn't have any of my co's snipe me on the stuff I was fishing with spinner baits. Yeah, don't don't part, have so. Nathan don't have Nathan fish with you because you'll snipe everything from. I, mean, I like, feel oh, like it wasn't like Nathan fish. Right 
it didn't seem like I was leaving fish behind me with that spinner bait, but I don't know. Uh, Good stuff. Yeah. Man. So, uh, Hunter wants to know what kind of rod you were throwing spinner baits on. Yeah, for sure, Hunter. Um, I was throwing the spinner bait on a Levante EMTF, which is the Extreme Mission Type F uh, Mega Bass rod. Hold on, give me a sec. I'll get it for you. Um, throwing. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll do. I'll do two. I'm gonna show you guys two rods. The two main rods that I. Oh, time's up. Gotta go. Really. <laughs> Gosh, if it said gullible on the ceiling, I'd read it. Um, let's see, where uh, is that it? That's the five seven. I might be it. I think. Hold on. Oh boy. Hopefully, you're more organized come uh, uh, St. John's. But just saying. yeah, let's, you don't want to see my living room right now. It's a mess. Um, I think this is it. Hopefully Punch Fishing is still here because he's a big Mega Bass fanboy. So hopefully he gets to. That's the Diablo Spec R. I mean, that's another one that I was utilizing. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We almost got DQ'd because we almost missed the mandatory uh, angler meeting. But yeah, this is a, the Diablo Spec R. I was just fishing it with a, the SLX uh, 17 pound uh, fluoro. Um, and then the other rod. I think this is it. I believe so. Oh, yeah, no, that's what it was. It wasn't an EMTF. Sorry, I lied. Um, it was a, a tour versus. You can't trust elite guys, they just lie through their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a tour versatile. Um, yeah, I just liked how this this rod, you know, being like a seven foot rod, you can still be kind of accurate with it. Um, I really like the Diablo Spec R um, for uh, chatter baits and whatnot. Like you can really get uh, the the feel for a vibrating jig, um, mm -hmm. and uh, that's a really great rod. But yeah, it was a tour versatile for my spinner bait, um, and then for the crank bait, I was utilizing. This is the flat side special, um, another Mega Bass uh, Levante series rod. Um, and then I was just fishing it uh, on a, I think it's like, this is a seven, three, um, seven, four, sorry, seven, four to one Corrado, 15 pound. Um, nice. Yeah. Super, super whippy tip. Uh, great little cranking rod for uh, any type of square bill applications and, and whatnot. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I actually busted out uh a non mega bass rod for my backup crank stick, which is, I actually caught my PB on like a few years ago, uh, which is a Shimano crucial. Um, but yeah. Uh, the P five. Yeah. Lefty. Lefty. Yeah. I grew So I grew up, um, righty, if you will. Um, and then as soon as I started fishing the Delta and got into flipping, I was like, this takes too much time. So that's when I went all the left um and uh kind of never look back from there but if someone gives me a right-handed bait caster I, just as just as fine um pretty yeah, ambidextrous I've, I've learned to cast with my left hand i haven't been, i've never learned how to reel with my left hand yeah it's interesting uh, a lot of the bigger um 
because like all the big bait casters for giant trevallis in hawaii are uh, like the old school uh boat and they have both both sides but yeah i think with with fishing the delta and flipping i got used to the lefties um and then i still have like all, all my arsenal back home in hawaii is all righties so i'll go home and then like i'll go right back into using all my righties and i'll come here i probably should when i get on tour have a couple righties so if i start getting fatigued when i rip bait or something like that like be able to switch over um but yeah not not 10 i i feel you because uh i, I need to i need to get some uh actually i have a I have a date tonight so nice you know yeah. like go out to get a date gonna, actually get some food like eat something like might eat something maybe not we'll see <laughs> <laughs> nice but, yeah, yeah no, like, like it's been pretty long this is a little bit longer than usual like there was a lot of ground to cover. like it's hard to get you to open up and talk maddie if we could just get you to share a little more <laughs> then you know <clears throat> gotta get me all liquored up bro <laughs> Yeah, dude, I had a blast, man. Uh, thank you again, really, for for having me on. And uh, yeah, I, I look forward to this next coming season, and I I really look forward to actually stopping through. Uh, maybe maybe when I'm going through somewhere, I'm gonna I'll, I'll give you a a, a shout out. And uh, the good thing, Daniel, I think she's gonna pay for it tonight. So we got a sugar mama. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but, maybe uh, I'll uh, maybe I'll bop down to lacrosse or. Uh... Something like that, and say hi. The cross yeah, isn't far from me. That'd be rad. Yeah, and I might. Obviously, you can't get help on the river, but like, I might might have some. Might like, maybe know some people in the cross yeah. that could okay. maybe save you some some lodging. Maybe, dude, that would be huge, man. That would be huge. Any like, and if anyone knows anyone in any of the stops next year, man, I'm like, I'm open to it just because like I'm I'm on a budget, you know. But I also want to fish mentally, like free. Uh, I don't want to have to worry about cashing a check to to be able to survive. So it's kind of my goal. Yeah, dude. So so people can follow you. Where do you want people to follow you? Like uh, capture fish on Instagram or what? Where do you want? Yeah, to so go I have Maddie some, yeah, Maddie Wong, uh, Maddie underscore Wong on Instagram. I'm kind of shifting gears from that being my photo photography thing, and because okay. I started capture fish because I was posting too many fish selfies, and my friends were like, "Yo, dude, take it to two. And so I started Capture Fish as a content uh, creation suite for fishing brands. Um, so that's why you you won't see any other, you won't see photos of like a face. Um, the only element of a human you'll see on Capture Fish is a hand at most um, because it's all about the fish um, and, and the lures and whatnot on Capture Fish. On my personal page, which is Maddie underscore Wong, you'll see me gripping and grinning. Uh, and all that good stuff. And then also, uh, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube, which is Capture Fish, um, that's kind of yeah. like the vlog. So yeah, go go watch some of his videos, give him some thumbs up, uh, check out some of his videos, see how he got there. That'll be definitely a way to help him out on a very small way. If you can watch a few videos like that, that yeah. all helps. It definitely does. But, awesome. Um, Thanks you, again, guys. Yeah, I'll let you get on your date. I got a few things to wrap up, but I don't want to keep you much longer. If you want to head okay. out and uh, appreciate it. And we'll uh, stay in touch, man. Thank you guys. Thank you so much, man. I'm looking forward to talking with you again soon. And uh, yeah, thanks again for having me. Take it easy, man. All right, dude. Later. Later. Yeah. So awesome. 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 Um, that was such a, a sweet, sweet guest. I was super excited to talk to Maddie. I actually didn't meet Maddie until day two after I found out that I was fishing day three. 
uh, in the meeting, I, I walked up to him and he was wearing his like chesty. And I was like, well, it takes like a super special kind of nerd to wear a chesty or a GoPro at a uh, camera. So I struck up a conversation. We talked uh, and kind of hit it off and talked to him on the bus the final day and all that kind of stuff. And, and even before I won, I talked about like, he seems like a really cool dude. I want to have him on the screen even before he won. So awesome to do that. Like, I feel like we could have talked to Maddie for four hours uh, if we really wanted to. Um, so maybe we'll follow up with him once he kind of like maybe a preseason as we get a little closer, as he's like setting things up for the season. It'd really cool to get him talking more about the elite year versus the national championship. I think that would be a great stream as well. Uh, awesome numbers tonight. Like we were rocking like 80 plus live YouTube viewers. We had over a hundred combined between, uh, Facebook and YouTube. So that's awesome. Um, a couple things to note. Uh, I have all the links and descriptions. I'll put some of the stuff like that he talked about down below. Cause a lot of that stuff, you can get at Omni and I'll put all the stuff I did. Um, my day three video will probably come out Friday. I hope to get it done this week so we can get extra videos this week. Um, if you guys came in late, you can catch the replay, you can catch the podcast, but I want to talk about this quick next week. I got these boxes from Omnia right here. And I got another box from Omnia. So I've got two boxes. Both of these boxes are going to be opened and gave away next Wednesday night. The Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. And there's two more boxes that our buddy Punch Fish and Brian Reesgraff. If you remember about a year ago during the holiday season or maybe this spring, we gave away. We did like a 50, we bought each other a $50 box on Omnia, sent it to each other blindly, opened them on streams and we gave them away. This time we did two boxes each. Um, so we're going to be four people are going to win boxes with the contents of these boxes next week on stream. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, that's going to be a really fun show. We're going to talk a lot of tackle. We're going to have fun. We're going to cut it up. We're going to kick it right before Thanksgiving, uh, and give some people some stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of you guys are shopping for Christmas presents. It's Thanksgiving. It's black Friday. We want to give back to you guys. Anybody that's a member, if you win one of those boxes, I'm going to throw in another like $10 Omnia gift card. And I think last week Pete said, if a member wins and I throw in a $10, he's going to match that $10. So all you members or anybody that wants to sign up to become a member, even at the lowest level before next week, uh, increased opportunities. I also have a, I forgot I was going to do this today. I'm going to get this up real soon. I have a live or a seminar recording, like an hour and a half seminar I did for high school kids about power shallow fishing that's going to go up on the members only content. So that's going to be the first piece of members only content for the members going up. Um, I don't know if there's any other questions, anything else I want to cover. Thanks, Arsenal, obviously. Oh, and then I think in two weeks I might be on the Stray Cash show uh, with a bunch of other Minnesota guys. So we might have to adjust our time on december 1st we might stream late again on december 1st because we might go on straight casts earlier on wednesday night, and then we might have our show late and then next week on the 24th it's gonna be a little bit later after my kids hockey game so we probably won't start streaming till 8 45 for that giveaway so i know it'll be a little later but i know a lot of people don't have to work on thanksgiving so i think some of you guys can stay up a little late on thanksgiving eve uh for that stream uh that's yeah we cover a lot of water Appreciate everybody. Uh, my day three video will be coming out. Uh, hopefully, Maddie's videos will be coming out real soon. Check out his his fishing. I'll be excited to watch his videos. Uh, he's got a good eye for the camera. He works in Hollywood and lighting. I thought he was going to maybe mock my stream lighting setup, but he didn't. So that's awesome. Uh, thanks to everybody that like went out and got Dobbins rods from Omnia during the holiday sale. Uh, they sold a ton of rods, so a lot of you guys went out and bought rods and got good deals on them. So that's awesome. 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it. We went. This is like a record long two and a half hour stream. I think this is a good point. Obviously, people are going to bed. If you came in late, you can catch the replay on Facebook or YouTube uh, or on the podcast. Appreciate all you guys. Uh, what's up, Sean? Coming in late. Yeah, punch. You missed it. We just talked to Mega Bass a little bit ago. Um, so hopefully you saw that. And uh, as always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. And thanks to all of you so much. Appreciate it a ton. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less. <laughs>